welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. The number to call in if you would like to read tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. We have some things to go over quickly before we get started, so let's jump right into that. I want to take a quick moment and remind everybody that we have our anniversary show coming up here soon, the end of October. It'll be our 17th year on the air. And so kind of giving you a heads up on that in case you want to write something special for that show or something along those lines. Write, write a poem to your poetic community would be pretty awesome. I want to take a second as well, and actually more than a second, and thank our sponsors, the people who contributed towards our 2023 broadcasting license. We appreciate you guys. We literally would no longer be on the air without the help from our community. So these people that stepped up to the plate and helped cover a portion of that broadcasting license this year, we just really appreciate you. and want to make sure that you get kudos in because you're awesome. Those sponsors are Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krissa Jopek, T.S. Elliott, which is Krissa Jopek's dog, Larry Binder, Lynn Perkins, uh, Martha Shesik, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. I also want to very sincerely thank those of you who made donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Kays, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still. Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for extra step in the belief that you have and the love you have for this community that you guys have built. I'm proud of you all, and I appreciate our sponsors. Thank you. Okay, we are going to get to our workshop portion of the show, so make sure that you get out your pens, papers, quills, parchment, whatever it is you write with. And we will get into all of this. Uh, what is it doing? Stop doing that. Why is it not? There it goes. Okay. That scared me for a minute. You had to have been here, you guys. <laughs> We're going to be doing our inspiration from the inkwell. So have your pens ready. As I go through this, remember that if you don't happen to get everything written down, worry not. You can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program to grab what you missed. Remember, we have, right now, we have 16 years in October, 17 years with the podcast that you can go back and listen to if you're ever sitting there one night and think, oh, I don't know what to write. Hmm, wonder, oh, wait, I'll jump over and speak easy. 
grab that show from three years ago, listen to the first 15 minutes, and I'm going to be off and running with something. <laughs> it's a great tool for you guys to utilize. Don't forget that it's there. So let's jump right in and start off by giving you this week's poetry prompts. As I go through these, remember that these prompts can be the title of your poem, they can be a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. And beyond that, just have fun with them. So here they are. Number one. Oh, and I always I need to put that in my notes. All of these prompts come from you guys. Every week I've been posting on my page asking for poetry prompts. And so these prompts are all a courtesy of our community. We want to thank all of you who submitted those. And I keep going back, and there's you know, so many of them that are so good. So I keep going back weeks and weeks and pulling them from all that. So um, you guys are just awesome. Appreciate you doing this. It's a lot of fun. So, prompt number one, the box, the box. Number two, a writer's ink is one's belief. A writer's ink is one's belief. Number three, scars on flesh, scars on flesh. Number four, no, he said no. Five, tender mercies. Tender mercies. Number six, inverted quicksand. Inverted quicksand. Number seven, fill in the blanks. Fill in the blanks. Number eight, words stolen by fear. Stolen by fear. Number nine, I love this one. My life defined in one haiku, which would obviously obviously have to be the title of your haiku because those it's not you can't use it as a line. So my life defined in one haiku. Number ten, I held a bird in my hand today. I held a bird in my hand today. Number eleven, the alchemy of hands. The alchemy of hands. Number twelve Apology to the poem I cannot write. Apology to the poem I cannot write. Number 13, and raindrops. Rooftops and raindrops. Number 14, embers beneath my feet. Embers beneath my feet. And my contribution for the week, number 15, poetic warfare. Poetic Warfare. So there you have it. Remember, you can write one poem to each prompt. You can mix and match them in any order that you want in a poem. Or if you feel real froggy, you can use all the lines in one poem. Yeah, that's getting crazy, huh? All right, so next I want to go over your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. You should do this exercise before you sit down and write to the prompts that I just gave you or anything that you ever sit down that inspires you and decide you want to write about it. You should do this exercise. Very important. Very amazing. What it does is it highlights that what we do with a prompt before we write to it is far more important than what we write to it because in our brains, when we hear something that inspires us, our brain will automatically jump to images that are familiar to that stimulation, that stimuli that we're getting into our heads. All right, so what you want to do is you want to push those to the side and dig deeper. Find what's beyond that. 
Don't write the basic poem. Don't write the typical poem. Don't write the same poem about October that everybody else is writing. What else is there? So to do this, to find that out, to help pull those ideas out of wherever they're hiding, what I would like you to do is at the top of your journal page, I want you to write the first prompt. Then before you write a poem to that prompt, I want you to write at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. All the different poems you could think of to write to that one prompt. Different poems. All right? And at least six. You can do more if you want, but at least six. And I want you to go down the line, go to number two, number three, number four, until you have at least six different poems you could write to each of the 12, or the, excuse me, the 15 prompts. I guarantee you, you will not make it to the end of this exercise without an idea running away with you, and I 100% guarantee it will be something that surprises you when you're done. Yep. This is something new that I thought would be a lot of fun. And so instead of poetry prompts, what I'm doing here is I'm going to give you a poem prompt. Let me explain. I call this poem prompt playing with a pen, and playing being the key word here, the hint to it. In this, you will be using all of these prompts that I give you right now in one poem. All right, so I'm going to give you the prompts right now. The prompts are Ollie Ollie All Come Free, Red Light, Green Light, Ghost in the Graveyard, Mother May I, Simon Says, and Hide and Seek. All right, so for this poem... We are going to be writing this poem in a narrative format, and it should be written in the voice of two to seven characters, which if you want to get with some of your friends and write a collab and each of you take one of the prompts and write to it and someone be the other part, then, then you'll understand that. But that would be really cool to see people write this as a collab. So in this, in these characters that you're going to be using the voices of for these prompts, one of the characters in your poem must be the narrator who will present like an impartial, disconnected dialogue at the beginning of the poem as you set up, you know, what, the, what you're going to show the readers, like untying a box so they can look inside and see what's there. All right. Then the narrator will again show themselves either between the verses or wherever you deem it necessary throughout the poem for him to jump in. The narrator's voice can be utilized being able you can use it for doing things like pointing out things or calling attention to perspectives, whatever. At the end of the poem, the narrator is it's his big moment and you should have them present a monologue a tidy conclusion summing up everything, like wrapping the box back up and tying it in a proper little bow. So in the beginning of it, you unwrap the box. In the middle, the narrator talks about what's in the box, and at the end, he wraps it back up and puts it away all tidily. Kind of sums it up quickly, maybe. So to do this, You can have your narrator throughout this talking about the subject of your poem, the story as it unfolds. Um, 
whatever it is that you feel is going to add to but not be a part of the poem itself. All right. So when you do the end narrative, I want to, or the monologue at the end, I want to touch on that again real quick. Remember that the ending monologue is like the big reveal and the final takeaway, the lessons or the moral of, ta- of the tale. You know, sometimes it, it can even uh, expose a hidden surprising twist that causes like that, that aha moment of revelation for the reader at the conclusion of the poem, all right? The very best, actually the, the best example of what, trying to explain what I'm saying here, best example of that is the narrator in the movie Series of Unfortunate Events. Is that the correct name? Series of Unfortunate Events. The way he narrates throughout that entire movie. It's incredible. I absolutely love that, the way that, he, that that's done. Um, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, just listen to or go watch the movie, and it'll all come very, very clear. <laughs> all right. So at the beginning, I said this could be written in two to seven characters, right? The narrator will be one of those. There are six prompts up there. So you can take those prompts and have them be the voices within your poem. And you can have each prompt have a different voice. So each prompt is something telling its own story separate from each other. Or you could use, you know, two people using those prompts, having a conversation back and forth while there's the narrator giving the narrative. Or... You can do a mixture of any of that. You can have, you know, the the whole thing, just, you know, these, like, such as, say that the role of, okay, what if the, what if the narrator was your own memories, or your, you narrating memories that you're going back on, or that makes sense. I think I just lost myself there. <laughs> anyway, you can use any mixture of voices that you want in all of that. Your poem can be rhyming or not rhyming or maybe a combination where the poem rhymes but the narrator's part does not. That's up to you. The form, poetry, prose, poetic storytelling, whatever it is, it's whatever you prefer. And while you're doing this, again, I want to bring up the narrator. I want you to really think about who they are and why they're there and what's their relationship to the story. You know, for example, as I said, the narrator could be, um, you could be the narrator over the past, someone's been your past, and your past is the the bulk of the uh, poem using the prompts. You know, maybe the narrator is a newscaster or the blind girl that you go to school with or a mother or your god. Maybe it's a bumblebee. You know, well, the prompts, again, are, are the meat of the poem think that you'll have a lot of fun with this. I'm sure that I probably got you lost somewhere along the way. So once again, this is a poem in a narrative format. It should be written in the voice of two to seven characters. One of the characters in your poem must be a narrator. The other, you use the prompts to make up the body of the poem and the voices in the poem. Repeating those real quick, we have Ollie Ollie All Come Free, Red Light Green Light, Ghost in the Graveyard, Mother May I, Simon Says, and Hide and Seek. All right. 
So now, this is my big egg on the face moment. I thought that I had posted this, but I did not. We are doing for our poetry assignment, it's kind of an ongoing project. We are going to be doing, through the months of September and October, I'm going to be giving you haiku prompts, subject prompts for your writing pleasure. And after the show, I will be posting page the week's new prompt. Our first week was frog, right? Last week, it was something else. (laughs) And this week, it's going to be the same something else because I forgot to post it on my page. I forgot to post the link on my page for you guys to be able to post your haiku poems on it. So we are going to be extending last week's subject to this week so I can get it up there and we can get those haikus up there because I think these ones will be a lot of fun. Now, I most assuredly am going to tell you that this is not something that is meant to produce great poems. Its purpose is to just have fun playing and thinking about words and mixing them up and fitting them in. Okay, it's, and, and you will, there's, I probably wrote seven or eight of them, probably one that, last fall when we did the Frogs Week. And one of them I really, really, really like. You know, but it's not about writing a great poem every single time. Sometimes you just have to have fun, and this is going to be a lot of fun, so I hope you get involved in it. So this week, again, this week's haiku subject for the prompt, or subject prompt for the poem is little folks such as fairies or goblins or brownies or elves or leprechauns or sprites or imps or trolls, any of those little critters, as long as they are from olden lore of we folk or better known as folklore. So any any of our little little wee ones from folklore. So you could write a haiku about any of those things. It's not just one thing this week. So you got all kinds of critters you can write uh, poems about. So there you go. But actually, it's not because there's more. What gas? More? Yes. Remember that I mentioned last week about our poetry for prizes event we are doing. Well, it just so happens that it doubles up with your weekly poetry assignment. So there's only one way that you can enter into this drawing, this Poetry for Prizes drawing, and that is to add your weekly haiku poem to the prompt post that I put up on my Facebook page. So at the end of the show by Monday morning, or excuse me, <laughs> by Friday, Uh, Morning, I will have that posted up on my page. You come over to my page, you write your haiku about leprechauns, post it on there, and that gets you an entry into the drawing. Now, what's really cool is you can post as many haikus as you want every single week, and every single haiku gets your name into the drawing an additional time. So if you post 10 haikus, your name's in the drawing 10 times. So the more you post, the more chances you have. In addition, any of the prior week's poetry prompts or haiku prompts that I give you, you can go back and post on those as well. I'll be telling them up at the end of the contest. So any added to any of the posts during the entire length of this contest will count. You don't have to do it the week of. You can just sit down and, oh, my gosh, the contest ends tomorrow. Grab all of them. Go post on all of them, as many as you can think of, and you're in the contest. (laughs) Remember, every single one is worth 
your name in the drawing. So, again, for these that I will be putting up, and I'm making a note to myself so I don't forget, it's folklore. Little creatures from folklore, we ones, the tiny people, the things we have no names for, the fairies, the goblins, brownies, elves, imps, gremlins, gnomes. And I wrote one about a gnome. You'll see that at the end. That was in my doodle that I did last week for last week's show. So you'll see my gnome haiku in my weekly doodle when I post it. So that's it. We're done. That's your inspiration from the Inkwell mini workshop. I'm going to close this up with remember, uh, reminding you that as food for our creative souls, we read, 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 read more than we write because if you don't, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. Feed your brains. You are what you eat. That applies to your head as well. You can't put nothing new in your head and expect to write anything new. Next, as our writer's discipline, the thing we do without question, absolute discipline, yes, sir, type thing. Every single day, we write, we write a haiku poem. Haiku poem is three lines with the five, seven, five syllable count on those lines. Each day when you wake up, sometimes, sometime between when you lift your head off the pillow and you set it back on, find your 17 syllables. Every single day, if you do nothing else, write a haiku poem. Give yourself 17 syllables. You should carry a little pad of a little notebook or something and a pen around with you all the time because when you think of something during the day, which we all do, it's the way we're wired, our brains are wired, you can grab that, write it down real fast and be done with it. That can be your haiku because if it's not enough syllables, or you have to fix things or tweak it, take some away, add some, you can do that later. But the point is is to get it written down. So in all your rushing from point A to point B, pause for a moment and look for them. Find your 17 syllables. Find your haiku. To close this out, I'm going to run through the prompts for this week again very quickly. I feel like I've been talking forever, but I'm actually under time limit. I'm like way ahead of where I should be. This is crazy. Okay, anyway... Um, <laughs> the box, number one. Number two, a writer's ink is one's belief. Number three, scars on flesh. Number four, he said no. Number five, tender mercies. Number six, inverted quicksand. Number seven, fill in the blanks. Number eight, words stolen by fear. Number nine, my life defined in one haiku. Number 10, I held a bird in my hand today. Number 11, the alchemy of hands. Number 12, apology to the poem I cannot write. Number 13, rooftops and raindrops. 14, embers beneath my feet. And 15, poetic welfare. That's it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell Mini Workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archive post. And I know I got a little bit jumbled up when I was talking about doing your poem prompt, your narrative piece, Um, but go back and listen to it if I did, or send me a message and ask me questions, because this one's going to be a lot of fun to do, so I want to make sure that you got everything down right. All right, we always start and end every episode with an audio track, something by one of you, our poets. If you would like to have your piece played on the air, 
you can send those to me on Facebook Messenger or you can send me the MP3 file uh, into my email address, which is the T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Or you can send me the YouTube link, and I will secretly pirate it off YouTube and so I can get the MP3 file for you if you don't have one. All right, so yeah, get those to me. The piece that I am going to start the show with this week is by, by Emily Kagan, and it's called For Oakland. Here you go. For Oakland. An open letter to Officer Johannes Mersel, who shot a man in the back who had been handcuffed and was being held down by two other police officers. Just a few days after, one of the wealthiest men in Germany did it because he lost his fortune to a con artist. There was a man in Texas who did it after America watched him ask a 13-year-old for a blowjob on television. In fact, when a naked man, crazed, standing on the roof of a building in Brooklyn, threatened a group of police officers with a neon light bulb and was tasered and falling off the roof to his death, the commanding officer on the scene did it, not the cop who pulled the trigger. And I bet you're wondering about him, too, about that beat cop who took the order, unsnapped the taser from his belt, shot it, and thought, maybe this will shock some sense into the guy, a good joke he planned to share with the boys after they got the hell off that roof. That cop, who grinned as all that naked chaos stumbled backwards, tugging at the blue-charged hooks until they tore the skin like it was following orders. I wonder about that man. On the night he found out his commanding officer decided, enough. I wonder if he felt like nothing more than a finger. I wonder if he had considered doing the same, and if he didn't, did that make him more or less of a man? You are, after all, a man, Johannes. And no matter if this were a bad bet that no one on the train would have a camera, if you wanted to see just once what it would feel like to squeeze one off, if this whole thing were nothing more than a twitch of the wrong finger, that boy, lying cuffed on the train platform, stunned and flickering out, has still swallowed you whole. Everyone has their part to play. The city of Oakland will burn and burn again for another young man it didn't mean to kill. The police department will issue statements and conduct safety trainings. This young man's name will be in a rap song. His daughter will have a college fund. And you, you are no longer police. But when it's three in the afternoon on a Tuesday, and you're standing in your kitchen staring at the coffee pot, your thick white thighs pushing against the hem of your boxers, your face unshaven for three days now, your girlfriend away at her mother's house, and you can't go outside because the news vans are there, and your brother called again because the reporters are calling him too, and suddenly you will need to find a job in this shitty economy, and you can't watch TV because they keep showing pictures of the kid you shot. There's no bar to slump into, and the city will not have you. You fucked up, and you know it, but the lawyer says keep your mouth shut. You're 27, and you have a lawyer, and there's an impossible itch in your chest and you've given up on dressing yourself and you just want a goddamn cup of coffee but you can't because your hands, your hands have disappeared. And so this becomes the question. If you take what's left of your life, if the life is not yours and you take it, if the life that you own is taken, if the life is your own and you take it, who will burn anything for you? All right, I hope you can hear me now. <laughs> I absolutely love that piece. 
Emily Kagan. She is amazing. All right, guys. Do you know what time it is now? It is time for you, the poets. Listen to that. They are so excited to hear you guys. <laughs> SMI. All right, you guys. So the number to call in if you would like to read tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in and share. If you are already on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure to introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. Remember that we are, you're, you're literally verbally publishing your poem. We have to, you know, October will be 17 years with the archives. They're still there. The poems you read on the very first show are still there waiting for people to listen to. So make sure your name is attached to your work. Even if I say hello and what your name is, say hi, everybody, this is fill in the blank. (laughs) Next, right now, you can read two poems. Our lines are a little busy tonight. If it gets to the point where I have to cut you guys back to just one, I will let you know. I'm going to keep my comments short and get through this so that you guys can each get a chance to read two. That is my goal. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you. This is all about inspiring and being inspired, so you want to envelope yourself in a world filled with people who do those things. Okay? So your social network, your fellowship of creative people is very important. Make sure you give your URL so they can come find you. Next thing I want to let you know, remember that we have a mature rating. You guys know where that line is. You're really good about not crossing it, and I appreciate it. So remember, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you are good to go. I'm going to give the first three callers so you kind of have an idea of where you are. We have area code 850 as our first caller, followed by 731 and 573. I do want to let Vicki Aqua, my mama, know that she was in the lineup, I think. I have her written down, but I don't see her now, so I'm going to watch for her to call back in um, so she doesn't lose her place in line if she calls back in. Then I want to, before we get started, we have a whole bunch of you who are not in the lineup. And so I want to address those. We've got area code 276, area code 503, area code 773, area code 860, and another 503. You guys are not in the lineup. So if you want to read press one. That will let me know it's okay to unmute you. If you are if you are just hanging out and listening, appreciate it. And uh, if you change your mind at any time and would like to read, then go ahead and press one. And I'm talking to Pam right now. And Martha, I know you guys write palms. I see you hiding down there. 860 and the 503s. If you guys want to come on the air, press one. That will let me know it is okay to unmute your mic. I think 860 is Krissa. 
So, Krista, if you want to come on and read tonight, or it's Jessica, no? Yeah, it's Jessica, 860. Jessica, why aren't, no, it's not. It's Krista. I got my numbers mixed up. I'm going to stop saying who it is because I'm wrong. But anyway, 860, press 1. Get on the air. You know you want to. All the cool kids are doing it. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 850. 850, you're on the air. Hey, Nala, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's Rich, uh, Dead Society Poet. Oh, you know, sorry I haven't been able to call in the last couple of weeks. I know it's been super busy and uh, just haven't been able to. Uh, haven't you, been able you have to the right to have a life. Just know that when you're not here, we miss you, okay? Well, I appreciate that. You know, uh, how are how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I'm real excited because I know it, one of the poems that you're going to read tonight. Uh, well, I am. Uh, this doesn't happen very often. I'm calling you from dry dry land, but I'm still on the boat. Uh, the <laughs> boat is actually dry docked, so I'm up on I'm up on dry land, but I'm still in the wheelhouse. So. That's awesome. Oh. And my horn is disabled before you ask. Oh. <laughs> you know, even though I know what type of ship that you ride and I know what you do and all that, when I talk to you and I think about this, I'm picturing you on a paddle wheel. Always. You're always on a paddle wheel. You know, even though I know that's not what you drive or float. Yeah. Right. Whatever. That thing. That thing yeah. you do. But I've got such an obsession with Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn and... You know, I see a river and I just want to build a log raft and just float away. Just go. You know, so if that, when, you know, whenever I think about that, it's just such a nostalgia. It makes me happy to think about you and what you do. You're very lucky in your work. Okay. Well, uh, uh, on my last, I believe it was the last time I called in, you gave me a challenge. You said you wanted me to write something called Talking Talking with Hank, I think it was. Uh-huh. And so uh, this 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 write I actually called Conversations with Hank, the way it actually came out. So uh, inspired by uh, the history of my hometown of Montgomery, Alabama, and the Hank Williams ties to Union Station and the riverfront and all that. So, here we are. I cut my heels on chips of marble, walking tire, walking tire tracks that lead to despair. Earthly worries culminate here in a field of decommissioned dreams and ghosts sway like the oak boughs shrugging off a midnight wind. There's a loneliness so thick that you could cut it with a knife when the last train moans its blues through those Union Station tunnels. My dollar drops into a nameless stranger's guitar case for a song I can't recall, but my bones will never forget. The one thing I've learned in my conversations with Hank is that I'll never get out of this world alive. So we get together anytime we can 
down where the cheating hearts are always setting the woods on fire. In peace. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I You tagged me in that, and it did tag me, by the way. It might not have shown, but it was well, there. I had to tag you from my personal page. It wouldn't let me tag you from my poetry account. Oh, that's weird. That's really weird. I think it's because you don't follow it. I think it's because you don't follow it. Oh, way to call me out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and just I'm just gonna bomb that hint. That that hint just right across your bow there. <laughs> Thanks, Boom. Nyla. Thought we were friends yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I I will check and see. I thought that I was, but I might not be. But I will check and make sure that I do because. I want to. Not because you're, not cause you're making me feel guilty, but because I want to. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> challenge with that piece is how many Hank songs can you pick out of it? I could do probably. The last two were easy. Yeah. I could probably do half. I probably know about half of them. Okay. All right, well, any, many, miny, mo. Oh, what the hell? Let's rhyme one. Oh, the second one is called Incandescent Street. It's short, it's a hiccup, but it does rhyme. Forcing another smile at the sound of my name, words I can't compile for a less than secret shame. Like an incandescent street, my mind unclear. Forgetting is no small feat when regret is all you hear. The lens of serenity is permeable, porous. Sanity takes another dive. So plays truth's broken chorus, a tune that eats me alive. In peace. You have such strong closing lines on your poem. Pumps. It's something you're very, very consistent with, and that's not easy to do. Well, I appreciate that, and it's uh, it, it from my own reading. If something grabs me in the beginning, but then I lose it toward the end, I'm not going to remember it. But if it punches me in the gut at the end it's going to stay with me. Mm-hmm. And I try to do that, you know, and it's, it's, it's exhausting sometimes because I, I, you know, I'll, I have no formal training. I don't know what I'm doing, but I just try to paint a picture to describe a feeling or, and, you know, maybe do it in a way you haven't heard before. And I just want to, i you know, I want I want the I want the ending to stick. You know, that's all I'm trying to. I'm trying to stick the you landing. You know, it, it has nothing to, to do with whether landing. you have formal training or not, because I know people with formal training, and they still don't know what they're doing. They just think they do. You know, so <laughs> you know, a, a talent to write and weave words has nothing to do with one's schooling. The schooling just teaches you how to do maybe different kinds of things. You know, but if you have a way to weave words, you have a way to weave words. You know, if you look back in history, there's, you know, 90% of the people who are remembered for their writings didn't even finish grade school. 
you know, so it has nothing, nothing to do. You're just, you're talented. You're amazing. You have a way of touching people with your words, and that's absolutely 100% incredible. Uh, I wholeheartedly appreciate that. And uh, I just, I've been, I've been fighting a little burnout here lately. Uh, I hate to say it, but I kind of have been. I just, I I worry, I I have this fear of repeating myself and uh, kind of, kind of went through a, I needed to take a break there a couple of months ago. I needed to take a break. Went on mm-hmm. vacation, you know, kind of felt refreshed, and oh, uh, I don't know. That is just that is a it's a huge fear of mine, and that's where I I'm, I'm on the bandwagon with you, or I am of the belief, as you say every show about oh uh, consuming more than you're putting out, and I try to do that. I try to oh uh, read all I can and oh. Uh, what are you reading right now? I'm actually reading Jude the Obscure by Thomas Hardy. <laughs> See, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I always um, tell people, too, that, you know, in addition to reading, you know, just going out and doing something out in life counts as input. You know, you, you take you know take a wrong turn on the way home or, you know, pull over and take a walk through a park you've never walked through or go see a movie that's a type you normally wouldn't go see, something different. You know, all of those things are new input into our brains. You know, and you said you got to a place where you thought, you know, you were just writing the same poem and you had to refresh. That's the the biggest thing that can happen when we don't stimulate ourselves, when we don't feed that creative part of us. You know, because then we end up sitting there and we write the same poem 50 different ways and then we get frustrated and then we think we have writer's block and then we know what kind of a black hole that is. Even though writer's block is an urban legend, it does not exist. Um, It's just a slippery slope. So, you know, read or go out and do things. And, you know, the little thing like that would be a fun challenge for you because you're so busy is to write those haikus every day. You know, you're good at hiccup poems. These, These could be just... Blinks. We can call those your haikus blinks, poetry blinks. <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah. it's. Yeah. I don't think you have anything to worry uh, about. Your your poetry is incredible. Yeah. So, you know, Thank it's you, okay man. to feed uh, yourself, stop and take a break. I appreciate that. Oh, I don't want to take too much time, but I I tried to. I was, I was meaning to send you. I saw this video of a, a snippet of an interview with Johnny Cash. And he's telling someone that, uh, he says, I can't tell you that I'm going to sit down and write a song on Tuesday. He says, it doesn't work that way. He says, I can tell you that I'm going for a walk in the woods on Tuesday. Then I might write a song Tuesday night. But he goes into this whole thing about how he has to feed himself. He says, I have to, he says, I have to feed myself. He says, I, that. You know, he said, I can't turn it on like a faucet. I have to feed myself. And then when it shows up, yep. there it is. And I thought it was exactly. a really, really cool thing. But uh, I am taking more than I'm my, glad you brought that, but that's a great way of putting it. Yes, as, as only Johnny Cash could. And uh, yeah. I've taken more than my share of time. Uh, I will get out of the way. Uh, I uh, look forward to hearing everybody. And I am on my social media dead society poet 
and my link tree is on all my uh, all my uh, social medias. My link tree is in the bio for my uh, my website and my author pages and uh, uh, my Etsy store. I have an Etsy store now. And, uh, what are you selling your Etsy store? Items with my logo on them, and then a couple of a couple of designs that uh, a friend of mine made for me, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. We've got coffee mugs and shirts and hoodies and uh, send, send beer me the link. And, all right, I will do it. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. All right. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for starting the show off so amazingly. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And we will, uh, I'll be home next Thursday. So uh, I I plan on calling in next Thursday. (laughs) Awesome. Look forward to it, sweetheart. Thank you. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Y'all have a good one. You too. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 731, Mr. Michael Todd. Hello. Uh, your dead, your dead society poet. What's his name? Rich. Rich Hathaway. Rich Hathaway. You know, he just did something to me. He he completely readjusted my thought process. He does it from time to time. Actually, he annoys the he annoys me a great deal because he, when he's talking, when he's talking, he makes me think of something that I wrote years ago, and I had no conceivable way of laying my hands on but I know I didn't throw it away it's somewhere and uh, he really brings the memory bell and he also he had, he made a reference to in his in his Montgomery poem there he made a reference to decommissioned dreams gosh that is lyrical gold you should you should do a prompt list of ten and make that be all ten of them. Gosh, commissioned <laughs> and decommissioned dreams. I mean, think of all the directions you could go with that. And I know, right? A, that was just a loose line that he put in there. Like you know, he does that. He puts some of the things in in his poems. Just like, dude, that. You know how you talk about when you leave comments and you back it out and go, hell no, that's one of the best things I've ever written. I'm keeping it for myself. Mm-hmm. That's what I think about when he does it. Okay, I'm going to quit talking about him. It's going to sound like I don't like him, and I really think the world of him. That's the guy that do. He's a nice you guy. sound like a fanboy. It's okay. Um, not a lot of people I get excited about uh, that write. But everybody, every great writer, that I've ever listened to came from MySpace or Facebook or Speakeasy Cafe. And the classic writers that people adore, you can have them. I have no use for them whatsoever. They don't know me. I have no use for them. Okay? Fair enough? Fair enough. I can't. You write the hours in a day. I don't have enough hours in a day to keep up with the people that I do. You know, Back when MySpace was rocking and rolling, uh, I, I might have read eight, ten, twelve legitimate poems on on blogs by people, and before I start to write something, and uh, 
people would ask me, is there any special music that you listen to before you write? And I'm going to tell you, this is my secret. Yes, Eminem and D12, re-up album. You know why? Because it ain't nothing but blind noise, okay? After the first 15 profane lines or statements, it just becomes noise, white noise in the wrong sense, okay? And it flushes everything out of my head. There's nothing there, and I got a clean slate. That's one of my secrets I just gave away. I can't use it anymore, now, though, because it's everyone gone. Knows. Somebody in my family threw it away. They couldn't take uh-huh. it anymore. Oh, no, he's right again. That's funny. Oh, it's still on the internet. But I don't write enough to count anymore anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, you saw Krisha. She is listening to the show. But she was going to read yes. tonight, but she can't. She's just not quite up to it. Uh, she's still recovering uh-huh. from some some surgeries and stuff. She's getting better. I really, really she's want to just better. go hang out with her and make her soup and cheese toasty sandwiches and and cuddle up in a quilt and binge watch Netflix and tell her jokes until she hits me because you know I'm making her hurt. And I just I hate thinking of her sitting there hurting. I want to go hang out. All right, well, here's the deal. She had a poem she was going to read called Light into Tuesday. But mm-hmm. but she's not up to it, so she commissioned me. So uh-huh. from when I say go, I'm going to be reading, a, I'm going to be doing a prequel, and it's by me. And it's going to lead up into the poem. So when I'm done with her poem, I'm done for the night, okay? And you've got your two. Okay. You just didn't realize it, how you that worked. Okay. Ready? Go. I'm ready. I'm reading a prose poem written by Krisha Jopak, who ironically is on my top ten list of favorite girls I have known. Only she does not know that because we have never discussed lists. And I really cannot imagine her understanding the veracity of the whimsical treasure such lists can be, whether displayed in the kitchen on a post-it note with a miniature magnet for emphasis or put away in a shoebox or on very special occasions permitted to memory. Light into Tuesday by Christian Jopek. Some of the dead keep growing old with us. They watch us breathing green light after a storm, playing word games none of us wins, paying dues in a strange currency that fell under the sea. The loneliness was too painful to own in those inner rooms larger than intimacy. Windows swollen with the summer that didn't matter. Surgeries left in her scars. The mountain erased itself during conversations, not critical, to stepping forward to a new view of a sunset that didn't need us. You were too metaphysically tired to want anything. The old woman dropped all of her medication, and the blue moon didn't write back. The wind braided itself with leaves and light, emerald dresses of angels quivering against September sky. Cars hugged roads that may or not have been winterized. The teenage girl in a wheelchair before dreams lifted could fly. An old man transposed childhood. The birds had been thirsty all day. The heat, a less important character than time. You needed to find your way back to the dream under the sink to tell the girl you couldn't go with her. Someone might need you. Someone might decorate night with your absurd dreaming. 
The dead say it's not too much. It's not a case of addiction to melancholy. The answer was under the boat. The questions were soft tentacles tethered to no one's watch. You watch for someone who knows you, who folds the map of your location on the tired grid, faded rivers. Planets are whispering to stars. The birds are leaving. If it's not enough, maybe wait a day. Maybe stay until Tuesday when the rain becomes us, when rivers dream new fish in mountains. In peace. Where rivers dream new fish in mountains. One of the most inspiring, like you're talking about the uh, decommissioned dreams. Mm-hmm. That line speaks to me so strongly. That was an incredible piece. I bragged on her closure on that one. Yeah, that got me too. Great closure makes you want to go back and start over. I know, right? Yeah. How did we get here? Uh Exactly. Fantastic, Michael. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all I got. Anybody wants to come hang with me, come find me at miketodd.blogspot.com. M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D and uh, you're always welcome there and now it's time for me to step aside and make room for the real poets y'all have a magnificent evening love you Madeline Nyla love you too Michael thank you honey bye bye all right 573 is our next caller 573, you're on the air. Sinister Spittle. Unmute Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot I muted myself. No, I forgot I muted myself because, you know, I knew I was in the tree and I didn't want to get caught in the middle of a bar or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you and you're like, 573, I'm like, hello, Sinister Spittle. I see that's a Alexia for you. You smoke so much weed, I went cry back. <laughs> What's up, baby? Speaking of which, so what's going on with you, dear? Live another one. Uh, not much. You know, um, I was employed for a short time period and fuck stupid people that want to communicate or work together. Everybody thinks they know something. We don't know shit. We don't know how to help anybody. I don't have time for this. I'm too old. So tomorrow I'm going to go up to this factory and, and it's really cool because it's Actually, it's a cat place. They do hats and then do embroidery. And I want to get in on production so I understand production, but my goal is to get to the warehouse. So I'm going to go in with my own mission statement and uh, get myself a, you know, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. job or I don't have to deal with people. I can just do my shit. And then I have a week off, too, so I can start my side business, you know, get my this fucking RV that I'm standing in that's supposed to be my son's room, fucking finish, you know. Shit going on, upwards and onwards, baby. <laughs> to the moon and beyond. It's all about the further, you know what I am. So, hey, I got new shit for you this week. Brand new stuff. Two brand new things. One of them is two days old, and one is four days old. How exciting is that? I'm very excited. Uh, I'm excited no matter what you bring. 
Well, I don't know. I've been going back to older ones too. It's pretty true. But today is all new. This is proclaiming life. Does hypocrisy have divisional standards in one's mind? It is as we behold, so it presumes. So as elevation is key, but tell me, do you coddle or run terrified from ghost flagrant stare back there and closet and cerebellum where nightmares hide you there to care? Enough to dance more than tango amongst crawling worm food, dust-drawn epiphanies, no longer night terrors. And tremors run like my mind ceases to cease as they're free. These premature demons, no longer fledgling, starving through your neglect. Now ravenous monsters, I object to neglect. My plethora anymore. As crescendos of ashen waves jazz my invigoration is a proclamation that I'm fucking alive. Rocker breathing. And peace. Damn. That was awesome. Yeah. The, you know, the poignancy and short things, if you do it right. You know, I love the right epic shit that I wrote. You know, I shared epic quotes well last week. So these are, these are new wave rock and sockums, baby. And this one is called New Shit. Music and weed. Cool eye, no like iceberg drops from distant tops of the dome. No longer do I roam. Vacant conniptions and wide awake night terrors. I track and phoenix the tricks. Cause this shit ain't for kids, but rabbits are cool. Amuses me that you drew like an adolescent trapped in manic depression. You don't know what you want, <laughs> but I get it. For dropping fingered suggestions through the shuffling rush, confined in sweetest pain, making broken love until it's over. Cross a note of what they suggest. Lost apparitions, tongue, dark dialect, perpendicular to what one thought, absent not. An hysteria so supple yet flagrant in depth and wisdom and men and men. I walk down to myself from elevated gratitude. Pulling straight, I miss my objections that come from lies, laying binds or ties, of chest free of miniature clenched teeth. Music. Mm-hmm. Oh, the palpitations, driven vernacular and lush sounds, organ my drive to purpose and intent. The clocks, they slow. Time to go. No. I think I'll stay here. We don't close here. I better abstain from delving ignorance tonight. The selfish street life scream, retarded places you don't want to go. Lost in the devil's kitchen, a soul of neon bewilderment, rank, nicotine, alphabets, dissolved memories. Stupor into dusk, crying ray, hindering eyes, shudder. I'm stoned, baby. Lit in your neon candy land of salacious enticements. Moving closer <laughs> as I write this. You fiend. 
such junkies for passions thrust screaming. The time is now. Present. I won't go now, but make come back. I'm gonna stay. But not all night. All night. Fuck ring. And Paul and I. <laughs> okay, thanks. I was waiting for it. <laughs> the Bakery breathing. Well, this is the Bakery breathing. It's just a simple answer. <laughs> okay, consider me. You were wrapped up. You were wrapped up. I had you bewildered. <laughs> I had you bewildered. No, it's just like, wait a minute. Is he is he turning a page? Is he scrolling down? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, no. Great I'm job stoned, on both of those pieces tonight, honey. Oh, baby, let your neon glow yeah, I used to not write the music with the lyrics, right? You heard when like, it was written like a month ago. That was written while listening to Hendrix and Ann Morrison. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's tip of the hats, excuse me. Uh, tip of the hats to them and throughout it, but it's my own piece. And it's awesome because it's inspired by two artists that really helped mold my artistic roots. So it was really cool to hang out with them and just write to them, you know what I mean? It was like it was like sitting getting high with the two guys, you know. You really get fucked up listening to music, playing and writing and shit. It's pretty badass. Man, I go galactic. <laughs> All right, baby. Have a good night. I love you. I love you too, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Appreciate you so much. As do I you. As do I you. Uh, so important to me. And we'll talk to you next week? Yes, darling. You're the only, you're the only avenue. We're going to have one other, but yeah, I've shut down everything again. <laughs> again. <laughs> I'm here for you, babe. <laughs> Thank you, Sin. Bye-bye, hon. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Jimmy, you're next, by the way. Hey, Miss Marla. Hello, Mr. Blue Blue. How are you, sweetheart? Yeah, kind of hitting a low spot right now. In the uh, uh-huh. last couple of uh, weeks, well, about the last six weeks, I guess, we've been basically my... Uh, we meaning my ex and my stuff have been basically being uh, caregivers to a 17, 17-year-old cat. And I came home today, and uh, some of the things that we'd put up in terms of, you know, him not being able to just wander up into the corner and do his business uh, have been have been put back uh, or taken out of where they have been sitting, so... I'm kind of assuming that he's probably passed on. Like I say, he was about 17 mm. years old. So that's just, a long I, life for a cat. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And he, uh, and I just was kind of, and and you know, I mean, I know it's it's just me putting things with it, I suppose, too. But I kind of was thinking in terms of, you know, it's like here he is in the, you know, this stage of his life, and you know, here we are able to make it a little easier for him, give him some, you know, climate, uh, controlled, 
uh, environment, good food and water, and a nice little place to sleep. So, you know, I was kind of looking at it in terms of, you know, just any any being, really, you know, at, the, at that stage of your, your life and time, you know, you want a little ease and comfort. And so it wasn't uh, always the prettiest thing, you know, to be, you know, be you know, to, to, to take care of him, but we did, you know, we made sure, made sure Thank everything happened. Thank you for happened. that. So. Thank you for that. You know, so I just, uh, yeah, like I said, I just was looking at it like that, you know, I mean, just the case of, you know, ease and comfort at, at those, that time of life, so. I, I, uh, that was amazing to do that. Thank you. Hey, you know, I just, uh, I've had a, obviously I've had my own issues and stuff and all of that, but, you know, you know, the, and I kind of look at it, you know, and I guess you could say it's kind of like a paying things forward kind of a thing. So I, I look at it from, you know, several points of view and, and how everything played out. Mm. So I, you know, I like I say, it's just kind of, you know, it's, uh, took me down a little bit, you know, to know that he wasn't there or isn't here anymore. Yeah. Um, this, uh, this piece is, uh, this is Soldier Blue, by the way. Um, and this piece is called Seven and Seven. Seven and Seven, roots above, roots below. Boom. Water, a reflection of sky. Yes. Clean and clear, the burnt rouge of place, foundation, that space in between flesh and bone. Where we breathe. Look beyond the physical place. Our footsteps upon our dreams of being. Return and redress. Shadow voices, steel arrows rain down. Nothing here from your vision of heaven. Breaking silence, the rasp of snake, cured leather, foundational whispers, core. Ah, you've been dreaming again, haven't you? We must therefore work you harder. That you fall into the black, waking without recall, because dreams mean you free think. Spirit wanderers sink beneath the treetops. Seven and seven, the roots grow strong with the prevailing wind, strength of strength. Sacred winds, moon shattering the states of illusion. Drago, You are clueless because you are rootless. Ever have you sought to know your disconnection to earth? 
as if that was a badge of honor. You got dropped on your head. You got cut from oxygen after your first breath. Are you really that ignorant and prefer to be one of the unwashed? It is a life way, burdensome and disgusting, like slop before pigs. Here's a banned book to remember. Animal Farm. Yeah, look it up. Improve your mind, impoverished self. Oh, my relations. You say, you see things slipping away, ghost-robed and mythic. We say it has already slipped from you. You've been trying to preserve an illusion of someone else's manufacture. You cannot regain, reclaim what is not there. You must create, renewal, rebirth, choose the stories and songs to dance and take back your lives. said one man to another man of red earth with the shine of bones in his eyes and stop. I gave my word to the dead. I gave my word to those who yet whisper on the wind communicate with shadow signs that dance upon the walls of wood and stone. We must see each other in the moonlight. The streak of color born of seeds, the dust of dreams collected once again. We may die trying to sing the psalms of the people, but we shall not Stop. It's have been made to keep us between the shades of gray and darkness. You have failed. Timelines of now, their faces show signs of weariness, and where we remain. True to the choices we have made, painted as we are in the blood of our ancestors, our Wamomshirthi, we have become their shield. Seven by seven, Yongong, roots above, coursing below by sleep. By death, by breath, we conjure up our strengths for them. Kinga, bark, inner bark, water, wood, 
Well, being blood, we breathe through their leaves, making up a forest of being. Uksabe, Niju Abitra Nombe, Rainwater Psalms of Hands, you cannot kill, but you cannot keep within. It is life. There is a struggle here. We remember well the stories of origin, the truth of our beginnings, the birth pangs of your feet upon our shores, upon us, upon those places you call distant shores. Even now you seek to bleed from us what we have left. The children we try to save. Nigake. We know what it means to save a life with something greater than yours. You keep pushing like death of the ancients is irrelevant. Like history doesn't count. So we shall take your name from you, leave you to spill imagery and trace works of ignorance over yourselves, your spirit, and now we shall see how you fare. Mogit, the siege has made laid many people low four hundred years and counting. We have done our best not to fall down. We have done our best to lift up our relations, catch them as they fall. Our sisters silenced MMIW, missing, murdered indigenous women, the stolen generations from the boarding schools, the ones we know about, the ones still whispering, pressing soft hands upon our shoulder blades. Koi, seven by seven, go. Roots above, roots below. Reflections of all that has ever been of red earth, water and sky. Gesa, the clean, clear sky, as clean as our agony, as clear as our roots, seven by seven, trees, fields, dreams, sleeps, seventh generations, we are, we are the ghost road born. We have always known our way home. Seven by seven. Nokia Ujongi Uresu in peace. Wow. That was phenomenal. 
it's, it's weird because there was like a couple lines in there. I was going to say, oh, I want to talk about that line. Oh, I want to talk about But I didn't even stop to write them down. I didn't even stop to because I couldn't. I'm mesmerized. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this, uh, I keep, you know, that's why, you know, I, like we always talk about, I mean, that's why I keep reading. I keep finding things out. I keep talking to people. That's why I go to, what, to a lot of the outside world of, quote, unquote, a social event. But I talk to my people when I meet up with them in various places like that. We talk about a lot of things. So I take what I read and I bring it with me to talk to them. And when they, when we are in conversation, they can, they, they, you know, tell, can show me where these things are affirmed or whether someone took a little side road. And so I, Mm -hmm. that's why I, that's what I do because I don't rely on any one source. And, you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm going to be in that mix and, you know, continuing to do those hardcore uh, issues and, and subject matter, then I want to hear the voices of my people, peoples, and make sure that that's in the mix as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, are you going to read two tonight? Yeah, I can. I have another one ready to go. It's kind of born out of something that's used, or I should say an image uh, that I picked up on one of the last works I did. But it just had, it's one of those those, uh, images that just had a little bit further to go. Uh, There is a place of truth. The grounds of battlegrounds that became graveyards that if this was a painted sign of destroyed events on a shield the colors would be so black and so pain filled you could not lift it no measures of life or sorrow no liquid elixir to make you elite skilled and so excluded There's only the spore, the scent of a sacred stranger, smoke a cloak of enveloping, the charcoal dance from within, seeds of goodwill and wither. Wamut shall not see their likeness again as we breathe as we dream it is tonight the edge of beauty nocturnal call call in it all holy prayers passing by reaching 
or darkness beneath the shadows. When you slip beneath the barbed wire times, does their sharpness still pierce your breath? When your pictures, photographs, paintings, oiled in acrylic, penciled in, or face shades, of watercolors, can you feel your ancestral sadness? When you recognize a fire pit of truth and existence, can you hear the young ones laughing? What would it be if your earth turned against you, gave evidence of your absence, being for the best, Spread before you the sorrows of careless abandonment. What would you do? Become the cure? Or the instrument of your own annihilation? Which would it be? Greed? Or selfless dreaming? Oh, Change in lighting, surge, sacrifice, burned by the darkness, strung by the sun, so that under a darkling sun, we must move. There is no place left to hide. Can you close your spirit-fed eyes of dreaming? No jury, no court, no calling to account, acknowledgement of what is necessary for all life. Water is life. Drink of the mix of the filtered water and pray it has been filtered enough so that your body of the elements Liquids, minerals, and metals of earth will accept it. Cancer polyps, cysts, your body crying out from what you have given it. Tumors like dice rattled and thrown. Throw the bones. Maybe it'll be benign. Crossed bones and black blood shades. The flame boy maybe it won't death and dying seems important these days but somehow not the cause as we turned blind eyes inward or we look are we looking Are we looking for the seeds of an answer? Well, I won't say. Are we looking? Who's looking? How are they looking? Conventional means, cut and dried discounts. Spirit does not account the reckonings that are part of who we are. 
genocide, ethnic cleansing, cultural genocides. Red Earth has seen them all. We walk with them even as we seek to live, as we seek to save what has been our responsibility, centuries untold. Trials by fire, prejudice, and hate, we live with them still, silent sisters showing up in landfills, law enforcement dodging responsibilities, graves surfacing at boarding schools, sites in your society. Trying to dodge responsibility. So what's next on this continent? Was it always you? We are rather ghost road born. Turtle Island has our umbilicals and her roots of being. We waver not and wonder little at your lies of institution. We just wonder that it took this long to be seen. Pain is our constant. MMIW, missing murdered indigenous women. The stolen generations newly discovered. 2000 GPS anomalies. 79 graves, ghost roads, home. We will see you there, my relations. Wow. That was incredible. Thank you. Always so emotion evoking. You know, you can't, it's impossible to listen to you read or to read something years for that matter and not just have such an intense emotional reaction to it. Well, I try to, my best being from the background that I come from, which is to say my my pops was a PhD archaeologist. So having grown up in a more scientific atmosphere and then starting to do my own reading and understanding what was missing from the stories, I put the flesh back on the bones. Yeah. Indeed, you did. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, if you're going to tell the story, tell the whole story, you know. I mean, it has nothing, or I should say it has little to do with, you know, theatrics or drama. It's a case of tell the whole story, you know. 
So that's uh, that's what I try to do. So you can find me at Rafe Wild uh, at Facebook.com. And underneath in parentheses, it'll say Soldier Blue. Uh, you can also hear some you know, a selection of my works on my uh, podcast, Red Earth One. If you keep the words separated, it'll get you there a little quicker. And I'm also working on the Reverb Nation things. And uh, due to <laughs> instances of life, uh, being being uh, in, involved in everything, I have not as yet been able to uh, go over to uh, to that wave uh, wave pad uh, yet. But I but I fully intend to once I can uh, get uh, some uh, repairs done on my my means of transportation, and then I'll be <laughs> able to get back with you. Uh, and, you know, uh, I never just... time pressure you. Oh no no, but I just wanted to. I just like I say, I just want you to know I'm keeping it in my mind because, like I say, once I once I get the opportunity, you know, I want to be able to come back and say, hey, you know, I was looking at this and I'm not quite sure what I'm seeing, you know, what uh, what is it that you you see? So, you know, but like I say, I just have to have a chance to sit down with it first and uh, do a little bit of tinkering and see if I can uh, figure some things out, and then, like I say, you know, for the you know, some of the smoothing out of the details to you know, get you get your uh, insight on that. That works for me. All right, my darling, you going to be here next week? Oh, of course. Very cool. You know, I've started my I've started my new little notebook, which uh, is you know now in the process of. Uh, I don't know if I've ever told you, but anyway, I'm just going to do real quick because I'm, I know there's other folks waiting. I started both ends of the notebooks when, I, when, I, when I'm starting a new notebook because at the back end, I put what I call a quick fix dictionary of uh, uh, terminologies of my people's language. While at the front end, I'm putting in the piece works that I'm, that I'm going to read. And then also back at the back side, I put down various uh, images or thoughts or, you know, Sometimes rock and roll songs, or you know, something that I need to remember, and you know, you know, it just becomes a little bit of a pastiche in the back, and that way I can, it just uh, helps me keep rolling. So, but that's what I, you say, that's what I do when I, whenever I, you know, it's always, that's why it's always fun for me to, you know, to get into writing, uh, starting a new uh, notebook because that means I can start fresh in terms of, you know, what all I put in there. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. So. I think how cool it would be to think about all the people you know. Whose notebooks? That's a, I mean, you, you think about that. Whose notebooks would you like to get a hold of? If you could be a fly <laughs> on the wall in someone's notebooks, whose notebooks would you read? Well, I, well, the the, the one I, I can tell you two right off of the bat. I would love to have seen some of the uh, the, the the lyric sheets or or the the worksheets that uh, Chris Cornell. Was uh, was using for for writing the lyrics for a lot of his songs, and um, then uh, also uh, some of the more uh, I guess you could say more celebrated, but not always known though, uh, Jim Morrison and Jimi Hendrix, because a lot of people don't realize just you know with the kind of uh, detailing that Jimi uh, Hendrix put into his his uh, lyrics, but 
I mean, if you actually read what he, you know, what he's writing, what he's talking about, it's not, it is not something that's just, he just threw together to, to make it work with the, his melodies that he was putting on his guitar. Yeah. There's a little bit more to it than that. I mean, this is someone who started out on what was known in the 50s as the Chitlin Circuit, where you went around to the various uh, uh, juke joints and, and, and places that would accept you know, people of color as, you know, their musicians and as their, as their customers. So his, his starting point, point it was very, uh, well, there's a great variety to it in terms of, you know, the, the uh, experiences that he gained all along the way. Imagine that. I, I sometimes I just think it'd be really cool to have been around back then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, for, for all of the bad, I mean, this kind of off topic and stuff real quick, and then I'll let you go because you know we okay. have people waiting. But you know, a lot of the a lot of stuff back then was horrible. I mean, really, oh, really sure bad. The things that people had to live through. Damn. There were some amazing yeah. things happening back then as well. I mean, iconic. Oh, yeah. You know, it just, you know, to be able to be back and be a part of some of that stuff, you know, just like you talk about going to the juke joints. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine, like, you imagine whiskey whiskey out of a fruit jar oh, yeah. and dance, dancing like that and being <laughs> around that? And oh, yeah. Just, holy hell. I would, I would, this way, I would have loved to have been in the audience just one time when Robert Johnson was doing his thing up on stage. Right. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't have asked for any more. Just, just, just one time in the audience to just listen to the man up on the microphone. No doubt. All right. Tell everyone how to find you again. Your Facebook page. Okay. Uh, Rifewild at Facebook dot com and underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue and then uh, Red Earth One is the podcast. Keeping those words separate. Red Earth One. It will get you there a little quicker. And then I also have some works on the Reverb Nation. And I'm going to be updating that one as well, which is why it brings to mind the, the, the wave, uh, wave pad. So I'm going to be working on that very soon. <laughs> very cool. I'm going yeah. to hold you to it. Oh, All right, just me. I'm, holding, I'm holding me to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with Great Nyla. job tonight. Have a good evening, Sweetheart, baby. Appreciate Thank you. you. Love you too, baby. Bye-bye, hon. Mr. Soldier Blue. All right, let's grab Jimmy. Been waiting so patiently. Jimmy, are you with us? 702? No? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, Jimmy Ray. Nyla, what's up? Word machinist here. How's it going? It is going amazing. It's been a while since you've had to wait this long. That's my own fault. And you know what? Here's the good part about it. The good part about it is I got to follow him. Check this out. Now, you want to talk about a lineup. Captain Rich, Dead Society Society Poet. Michael Todd, West Tennessee, right? I believe Sin was after him, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And good buddy, Soldier Blue. That's a lineup from literally from hell right there. And uh, I could imagine being on my P's and Q's. Uh, I do want to keep things rolling, though. I know there's a lot of folks waiting. So I want to launch into this first poem pretty quickly so we can do a short dialogue on the second one. 
And you know why, because that's one you've been looking forward to, I think. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, I said yes. I just didn't. I, yeah, I said yes. Are you eating? No. Oh. Eating? I didn't, I, yeah, I thought you'd maybe. <laughs> okay. No, so, okay, I wish. Now. I always get so hungry during the show, but no, I'm not eating. Well, usually you nibble, though. You have something. Um, <clears throat> so it's another new poem. Uh, this is called You Promised to Never Forget. The lights have gone out. We're lost in the dark. I hope you remember my name. Your gold-painting hair has gone to gray. You promised to never forget. Once we were young, hearts so entwined, we danced on Fridays. A stranger's eyes have taken your own promise to never forget. Somewhere in time, wedding bells ring. Starving street kids still love to sing. Our kids have grown and moved far away. Just me and you at the end of the day. We walked in the park. I first touched your hand, whispering three words. We laughed in the balcony at the old theater. You promised to never forget. That time spent in jail, you stayed close to me, held my hand through the bars. Your soft steel voice caressed my soul. You promised to never forget. Your lucid times, few and far between. A snow-covered lawn beneath is still green. I have to pretend to be someone else. Tears locked inside my broken shell. In my mind, there's a day you'll wake from your sleep and know me again once more. You'll keep that promise you made long ago, and you'll never, ever Please, love, just don't forget. And peace. Wow. That got me in the feels. Supposed to. It's um, a, just a quick note on that one. It, it's another, as many of mine, that literally took form as I wrote it. It was not... When the phrase and the idea of promising not to forget came to me, it kind of just rolled out. And um, unfortunately, that's something that a lot of folks have to go through, not just obviously them, but their loved ones, uh, it, most often in the golden years. And um, definitely something worth a thought. So... Um, Now that you remember back in 2006, there's a little poem I wrote called Wildwood Motel. 
And if I remember correctly, it didn't. It wasn't. It's almost like your your speakeasy uh, scenario um, narrative. It didn't. It was. I think it was posted on a day, and it didn't. Not a lot was going on, and you kind of did uh, for that poem. Um, you know what you claimed that I helped do for you to ignite that feeling to really kickstart things here, and. Um, it was after I wrote it initially because we had gotten pretty close and um, the show had taken form. And that's when I wrote an extra character into the poem. The character is called Spirit Wild. And yes, as many may wonder or think, that character is definitely based on yourself. And it, it Put that in perspective how special that is to me. I have never done that. I wrote uh, a poem for Good Captain Rich. That was a really, I'm really proud of that one. Um, but as far as embodying a character within a poem that I had already written, this was a first. And then the, the idea of expanding this and really getting to know these characters and, and take them where, where they, they will end up um, is exciting. And a little bit uh a little bit suspenseful at times but yes. this poem is <laughs> this poem is it's you have not read it yet correct no i was i wanted to wait and and hear it, you read it first okay so i don't uh in terms of writing presenting and reading the poems uh i generally don't have nervousness um but I kind of do in this one because this character is based on you. Uh, it had to be just right, and I hope I got it right. And since I don't, didn't you? I didn't get you to preview it, which is fine. Uh, we'll see what happens. So this is from the Wildwood series, Spirit Wild. She doodles almost randomly as she soaks in the skin of the words of her current caller. As the show rolls on, her pen is in a flurry, though never in a hurry. Curiously, her mind goes back to the place and the faces of those who dwelled in the hell of Talls. Since she was a child, she was always a spirit wild, filed away in the old motel where the quirky residents became fodder for her words to tell. And the spell cast upon her young mind, finding a foothold and not always kind. As a child, she was roundly overlooked. Motel hooks of patrons missing her tender flesh, meshed into an oblique background. Old Helga was the only one to take interest in her poetic jaunts that haunt her life to this day. For children's eyes see the deepest lies and the proof of real truth under the guise of a carefree and aloof style. She remembers Cheryl and the slap of being told her kids couldn't play as they were having their nap. It seems they were always having a nap. Helga's eyes would darken as she'd vocally hearken back to her time in the SS and little Geist Wild would take in every word from the insane to the absurd, and she'd go back to her mother 
roundly avoiding the Butcher Brothers. Once late at night, when the cold wind was a fright, she saw a man on the roof, but when she looked back, he was no longer in sight. Marvin, being a teenager, ignored her, except for one time, where the crime in his eyes betrayed his gentle side. He looked away quickly. Stan was her favorite, though. He'd let her help sometimes as he fixed toilets and stoves. He made funny jokes and sometimes smoked all he might incur. He was nice to her. When he left Debbie's room that night, she saw love-struck sight in his one good eye. Poor guy walking slowly, almost aimless and low. He never noticed Debbie looking at him with longing from her grimy window. With the show winding aground, she looked down at her squiggling swells and, oh my goodness, there in the middle, Wildwood Motel. Why would she draw this? Maybe because of her thoughts, for they often knew very little in the way of bounds. But that didn't explain the clown, waving as she had drawn him, and with words that said, Come back and bring your sins. She canceled her rock-hounding trip at once. Even as insanity swelled, she knew she must go back to the Wildwood Motel. End poem. I love it so much. Oh, my gosh, I love it so much. I can't even tell you. I am wiggling. I am so wiggling. <laughs> Yay! Very cool. Yeah, I was a little scared. I mean, you know that what? is awesome. I tried to put some personal touches, and obviously, um, this being a work of fiction, the character is just based on you. But I, I, I thank you for the inspiration. And uh, you know, we've got we've got a ways to go. Uh, we finished the origin and slash beckoning phase. Uh, next phase for the story uh, and the characters will be uh, road trip will be their journeys to the Wildwood, and then eventually they'll get there. And then we'll have the arrival phase, and, of course, we will end with the exit phase. So. Oh, the anticipation. It's like waiting for freaking Lord of the Rings to come out. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Milo, I am so – I am absolutely, positively delighted – that you liked it and that I got to read it tonight. Really no, I didn't just didn't just like it. It's like the coolest thing in the whole world. First of all, I'm in one of your poems. It's like that's me. I'm sitting there <laughs> and I'm sitting there with Sparrow and I'm watching old Bill look sad and Stan, I'm helping him clean toilets. I mean, my God. <laughs> this is freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, very cool. Um, Nyla, I, I do uh, – I, I will keep you up to date on where we're going with this, and, and, and I do thank you for uh, helping me with some pictures to use in the video. The video was posted today. I'll send you a copy of that so you don't have to – I mean, you can go to the post whenever you want, but I want to send you so you can just easily view it, and then you can see what you think of the overall finished video. Uh, I do want to uh, get rolling, though, because we do have a lot of poets on the line, I'm sure. It's a busy night, 
And Nyla, I thank you so much for having me on. I am Jimmy Ray Davis, the Word Machinist. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram under the name Word Machinist. And my poetry page on Facebook is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Thank you again. Thank you so much, sweetheart. You are amazing. Appreciate it, Nyla. All right, honey. All right, you take care. Love you, Nyla. Love you too, sweetheart. My little heart's just going pitter-patter, 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 you guys. That was so incredible. <laughs> oh, it means that, just, no, I can't even, I can't even explain. I'm going to try because I can't even explain it. But thank you, Jimmy, so much. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. Let's see if Mama's back on the line yet because it would have been her turn. Oh, I don't see her yet. All right, so let's go ahead and grab area code 219. Mr. Brother, oh, that's a crowd cheering. Hello, Nyla, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? I'm good. To see what you brought tonight. Uh, home's called... Uh... Brother, what would you tell your 18-year-old self if you if you met him in person? What would I say to my 18? Is that a question or is that your poem? Yeah, it's actually a, a poem that I'm doing. It's I wrote. What would you, what would brother, what would you tell your 18-year-old self if you met him in person? It's the title of it. If I went on a time capsule and traveled back to the year 1993 to have the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be my, the 18-year-old version of myself in person, I would have an honest man-to-man conversation with him. I would tell him, you're an intelligent young brother who has untapped potential. You need to find what your purpose is and apply yourself because I would hate for you to keep getting into trouble and wasting your life. I would tell him you're a real-life overcomer with the raw drive and determination to achieve greatness and whatever endeavors you decide to pursue, all you need to do is allow God to guide and direct your path. I would tell him you would need you need to have self confidence and more belief in yourself when dealing with women. Don't be shy. When you had the guts to be the real Omar Gavin, women would literally fly to you and and you would not be able to keep them off of you, keep them away from you. I would tell them you ain't cut out for the street life and being an inmate in jail or prison. Your father spent six years of his life in prison for his decisions when he was your age. Omar, you got the opportunity to do what he didn't have a chance to do, graduate from high school and go to college and get your degree. You're book smart, not street smart. Omar, the choices you make will determine the outcome of your life. It's squarely on you to make the right decision and not repeat the same path as your dad. He went through all that he went through, so you didn't have to go down the same path that he did. I would tell him, choose your friends and associates very carefully, because everybody meant to come along with you. 
I would tell her be grateful for the real people who believed in you when you didn't believe in yourself. Be thankful for those real people who stuck up for you when you were bullied. Be appreciative of those real people who love you despite your disability. I would tell them, women are going to be looking are looking for a real brother like you because you're a handsome young man who's going to be a great husband. So don't get all sad and depressed, all discouraged and disheartened because a girl turns you down. Yo, bro, one woman's trash will become the right woman's treasure. Take your time and have the patience of Job until you find finally meet the woman who God has for you. Now I would tell him, being a young black man in America is not easy at all. You're going to be the target of bigotry because of your racist skin complexion. Call the N-word every name and said the child of God. You're going to be the target of shade throwers and haters who haven't been through what you've been through in your life. You're going to be the target of jealousy and envy by some of the same people from your own race. And you will encounter more challenges and obstacles than most people we experience in a lifetime. It's not what people call you. It's what you answer to, young brother. See, 70, 10% of life is what occurs in your life. The other 90% of life is how you respond to what happens in your life. In poem. not what people call you it's what you answer to that's incredible that line so much that should be a bumper sticker it should be on t-shirts and coffee mugs right that was incredible great read my dear are you going to read two course tonight no I'm only read one Okay, fine. Brother O, my darling sir, please tell everyone how they can come find you. I hey, follow on, on Facebook on all my brother getting on Instagram the name of the O underscore the Living Miracle nineteen seventy five. And I have an open mic that called Pass the Torch. The next one will be October seventh. Right here in Hammond, Indiana. Yeah, so I was supposed to do it Saturday. However, I decided to, uh, I had a low turnout last time, so I had to read, read, I had to read, like, tweak some things, you know, like, come out of our cover zone, promote it, and invite people out. So far, I'm getting results. So, and at this show, we're, Honoring domestic violence victims and breast cancer survivors at this event. So yeah, my platform is all about all about uplifting people and celebrating people while they and giving them their flowers while they're alive and uh, giving artists who otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to express themselves and uh, just just believing that just believing that these changes will lead to better results. And uh, thank you for your support every week. Thank you for being here, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Welcome.
That's a great line. I'm sure you seriously need to make a bumper sticker out of that. I would buy one. Yeah. Why yeah, why there's not Brother O swag yet, I have no clue. There has to be some Brother O swag. Yeah. <laughs> All right, baby. We'll talk to you next week, hun. Great job tonight. Thank you. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you then, sweetie. Thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Mr. Brother O. That's seriously, guys, think about that. It's not what people call you. It's what you answer to. That is powerful. That is a powerful statement. Okay. Next caller, 46346. You are on the air. Good evening. (laughs) Hey, sweetheart. How you doing? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. You are very welcome. Thank you for being here, my dear. It is. I know you have something incredible. Well, uh, I suppose you could say that. Um, You know, I I did shoot you a note that uh, several weeks back that I went on and did that area or whatever name it's called poem. And uh, so I brought two new ones. So it's that one, which you have not seen yet, but hopefully you will be pleasantly surprised. And then the second one, my most favorite group of all time is Earth, Wind, and Fire. And they have a very famous song called September, and it is um, on today's date that they consider it Earth, Wind, and Fire Day. So without further ado... Earth, Wind, and Fire have their own day? Yes, because of their song. So if you pull up Earth, Wind, and Fire and pull the song September and then listen to the words, and then you will know. When is Depeche Mode Day? I I have no idea, and I don't even know what that is or who that is. What? What? (laughs) You're kidding me. You're making that up. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm making a note right now. Send... Emmy, Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode? Okay, I will be sending you a Depeche Mode song. Okay. All right. Um, And I will send you September, so it will be easy for you to listen to. So without further ado, um, I called it Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, part one because I plan to go in more depth but anyway because they are my favorite group Um, so Earth, Wind and Fire the elements of the R&B world when they hit the charts in 1973 it was absolutely 
phenomenal. Their special brand of music was absolutely unique, soulful with a horn section, percussion, and a chorus of male vocals. Primary lead singer, the founder and leader of the group band, Maurice White, was a musical genius. He formed the group in 1969. It only took four years before they began hitting the charts. I grew up to their music, continued into my adulthood. I was a fan from the first notes on the radio. I have seen them in concert more than any other musical celebrity. I shook my booty to many of their songs across the dance floor. So much of their music has deep, profound meaning to me. Shining Star, Gratitude, Let's Groove, Boogie Wonderland, Fantasy, After the Love is Gone, Love's Holiday, which is the only song to have a second title, which is Would You Mind? And of course, September. September 21st will forever be Earth, Wind, and Fire special day. When Philip Bailey joined the group and added his awesome voice and an incredible range of was literally angelic. Their style and sound and various music genres such as jazz, R&B, soul, funk, disco, pop, Latin, and Afro-pop. They are among the best-selling music artists of all time with sales of over 90 million records worldwide. These artists are legends, musical kings of the vinyl. Unfortunately, we lost Maurice on February 4th, 2016. May he forever rest in heaven. He truly is. Miss Tire Group continues to tour across the world. So on, so on their truly exquisite day in September, let's celebrate them in all of their magnificent brilliance. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and Peace. Hmm. Now I'm going to have to go listen to some of those songs and find out why. Why they mean so much to you, Miss Emmy. They they really do. They really do. Um, So here is a place that is near and dear to my heart and I know it's very late completing this uh, task that you gave uh, however long ago you did but here it is it's called San Francisco California it is the most beautiful and romantic city in the world it is a peninsula that sits on the Pacific Ocean Beautiful scenery from the beaches to the hills and mountains. 
the home of the cable car, the gold rush, and the great 1906 and 1989 earthquakes and fires. It's where you can find amazing seafood restaurants and the San Francisco Giants baseball games. It's where the San Francisco 49ers once played out at Candlestick Stadium. The fog rolls off of the ocean and blankets the city in in a cooling blanket. Flowers line most of the scenery around Fisherman's Wharf. Wonderful sandy beaches. Alcatraz, otherwise known as The Rock, once housed the most violent criminals in America. It was also taken over by indigenous people in March 1964 and November 1969. Both efforts ended badly. Home of sourdough bread, Gilladary chocolate, and Seas Candy Companies. Beautiful skylines and ocean waves flowing across the various beaches. The Golden Gate Bridge that was an engineering marvel in 1933 through 1937 and the Bay Bridge through 1936. Those two great structures add to the gorgeous landscape that is San Francisco. Also, once home to the Sutro Baths, a humongous structure that had various swimming pools that was fed by the Pacific Ocean and warmed to swim in. Unfortunately, the Great Depression had later a horrible burn a horrible fire burned the building down, but the remains are still visible. It only adds to the wonderful vista you gaze out upon what is called Ocean Beach, in addition to an amusement park that once sat along that beach. The park was torn down to make room for apartments there on the sand and look out upon God's handiwork is truly exquisite and inspiring. The smell, the salt in the air as the wind beats across your face is one of the most magical experiences. Over at Golden Gate Park, there is a old hot house for various types of flowers, as are a planetarium and the natural habitat exhibits. Also included in America, a portion of Lombard Street. Amazing trees stretching up towards heaven, flowers, bushes, and trails joint up throughout the entire park. Tony Bennett's song, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Who could blame him when it is such a historical and truly exquisite place to live or visit at? It is. 
my hometown, and I miss it greatly. Musings of Amelia, Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. Oh, that was as hard for me to hear as it was for you to read it because I know how badly you just want to go and be away from where you are and, you know, go home and be, you know, I just feel bad. I feel bad that, you know, I wish I could just wave my magic wand and you could have have what you wanted and be back home. I appreciate that. So how did I do with the location poem? <laughs> poem of place. Okay, I thank think you, you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was wonderful, hon. Okay, thank you. Very I emotional. You're welcome. Yeah, I didn't expect to get choked up like So you can find me on Facebook under Emilia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, or right here with Nyla every Thursday night. Yes, yes, you can. You guys, that is exactly where you can find her. All right, sweetheart. Great job on those reads. Thank you, seriously, for sharing those. It just was wonderful. Pleasure. God bless you, Nyland. Thank you for all you do for all us poets. And everybody's just been so phenomenal tonight. So with that said, I shall step off the mic. Appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you. All right, you guys. Our next caller comes from... What is this? Well, the board's being so naughty tonight. Go. Our next caller comes from 937. Oh, I know who this is. 937, you're on the air. Yeah. Hello, ma'am. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, good. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. Good to have you back. That's good. I'm happy to be back. (laughs) What are you going to share with us tonight? um, Well, I did do the, you told me I had to write a haiku about socks. So I did do that. (laughs) Because socks are awesome. Well, not not in this one. It's not. You want me to read it real quick? Yes, please. Of course. Okay. Argyle restrains. Let my caged piggies be free. Lint-licked skin complains. Because <laughs> I hate socks. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> poor little socks. Right. I even drew a little picture to go with it. Oh, that's funny. That is so funny. I laughed. I was like, I don't well, you, normally. You I, get... I've, oh, I've only ever written a handful of uh, 
haikus before, so that that was new for me for the most part. So that was hard too. Did, did you have fun writing it? I did, but it was just like you know, it was. I'm very much like a train of like thought, like stream of consciousness kind of writer. And so it was hard for me to have to be like, okay, like I had to like worry about structure, you know? Mm-hmm. So for that, so it's definitely an exercise in, you know, I guess intention. Especially if, you know, you're not normally used to writing that way. Mm-mm, not at all. You know, so it's a really good exercise. And, you know, it may be something you don't do all the time and it may be something you never do again. But if you do, well, you will do it again because that's like you're supposed to be doing that every day. But, <laughs> you know, if you if you do those, it's just going to be good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to well, preach. I'm just saying. Oh, no, no. I like doing different styles. Like um, uh, I've done um, actually in the in the group that, um, I have for the for the writers. We did a um, an acrostic poem on uh, basorexia, which was fun. Um, so that was a good time. Um, and then uh, sometimes I'll throw in a prompt where they have to write a piece in only words that start with a certain letter. <laughs> so people come up with some interesting. That that's always fun too. So I, I enjoy doing different. Styles and that has has absolutely helped my my writing style evolve a lot. Puzzles, you know, I didn't do them for so many yeah, years absolutely. because it, to me it was like counting numbers and stuff, but it's really not. There's just a different way of thinking about things, and it, it gets you outside of like you know your comfort zone, and you learn like just different ways of saying things, which is nice. Yes. Exactly. All right, my darling, what else do you have to share tonight? I know that's not all. No, it's not. Um, so I decided to write a um, – I did a challenge on Facebook, and it was um, put up by another author, and basically we had to choose a word – that represented something that, like, helped heal our heart. And then we had to, like, write it on our chest, like, over our heart, and then um, the that word was the title of um, the poem that we were going to write. So I chose the word sex. And for me, I chose that because not – the physical act necessarily, but it was the embodiment of that energy. I had completely lost it for like 15 years. And for me, anything that is passionate or creative comes from that energy. So there was a good 15 years that I didn't write. I didn't create, I didn't do anything. I basically just existed. So rediscovering that about myself was a huge catalyst for my healing journey. So that's what, and I'm very, that's, you know, sex is something I'm very passionate about. Like that's why I write a lot of the things that I write. Um, that's a good thing to be passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who, you know, they 
they don't think it's important. And I don't think people realize, like, what all that is, what all it encompasses. Because it's, like I said, it's more than just um, I think body parts. being with someone. Yeah. Exactly. So, but um, here's, here's mine. <clears throat> Stagnant respirations, lost in motion. I don't know who I am. Dull eyes, dull flesh, dull soul. No sharpness in my blade. I'm neither a girl nor woman. A shapeless shadow filling out bones. I want to tear at my skin, rummage through the wreckage, search and rescue for the spark I called life. To breathe with electricity in my veins, wild soul goddess hips, darkly feminine wild with cobweb crowns, desire stirring sleeping passion. I am ignited, connected, grounded, arching touches seduce scarred femininity, the places that forgot how. Misaligned now put to right in the inhale-exhale cadence of rhythmic moans giving rise to more than a moment of ecstasy and peace. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was really beautiful. It was fun writing it. And, of course, you know, that sparked other ideas because, I need more ideas for another book, you know. I already have, like, ten started, so I just added you know, more to the pie. <laughs> I have always, oh, I've always thought that writing a book, writing a book, because we're, okay, okay, how can I explain this? I absolutely shocked my mother one time when she asked me, she goes, what's one of your biggest regrets in life? Right? And I told her, and my answer was that I did not sleep with all the men I wanted to sleep with. <laughs> because girls are raised to be very good girls, and we can't do that. Boys can go out and have a ball, but girls couldn't. And sex absolutely. is fun. You know, and there's people in my life that I remember looking back, at, and I think, you know, God, that probably would have been a great time. But I didn't do it because I was a good girl. Mm-hmm. You know, so I always thought that concept would be a great concept for a book, a poem written to all the men I did and did not you sleep never with. Loved. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think you that know, would be a so idea for a book. Put all, you know, all the weird boys you met and all the, you know, just I just think it would be cool. Oh, she was so mad at me when I told her that. I can't even tell you. She was just totally <laughs> disgusted in me very opposite you know, of what my mother did. So on my uh, senior prom night, my mother um, told me and my friends an analogy she had about men. And she said that some men are like shoes. And she said, some are stilettos. They're flashy and pretty, but they'll hurt you after a while. And she said, so we need to go, you need to go find you a pair of old, ugly house slippers because they're comfortable <laughs> and they're, you know, stable. And then she told us to try on as many pairs of shoes as we could. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure, right? Like I'm pretty sure my mama gave me an excuse to go around, but I was like, "That's fine." I didn't listen, of course, which I should have, looking back. But you know, it's what it is. But 
You know, I think that yeah, I think it's a, guys. Sorry, guys, but you know, I do think that there's a lot of women who will relate to that. You know. Oh, absolutely. Well, there is definitely a double standard, and I think I think that view is changing, um, but there's it's a slow change. Yeah, bring I back the room agree. in both bathhouses. I'm just I'm all for it now that I'm older. Right. You know, when I was younger, it's like all this shit, that, all this stuff we do. You know, especially when all the stuff we do to. And no, I probably shouldn't even be talking about this. There's all the things that women do. It, you know, like it's when uh, Brother O said, made the comment about, you know, what would you say to your 18-year-old self? Mm-hmm. You know, and what I would say to my 18-year-old self is, what men think of you is not as important as what you think it is. Because Absolutely. there's so much of a woman's life that is spent worrying about men and, you know, looking pretty for them, which we should. You know, guys, we like looking pretty for you. I'm not saying anything bad about men. This isn't men bashing. It's about women, women's perception and self-worth, you know. Just so much of our time is wasted trying to get men to love us. We should spend much more time trying to make sure that we love ourselves. You know, and the things we put on importance on are nothing. Right. It created a culture of, of of not being authentic. Mm-hmm. And we weren't allowed to be ourselves because we had to be thing that was desired, which meant that we had to be people pleasing. And yeah, exactly. I think, like I said, I think I think a lot of that is changing. Like if you look at you know current culture, like you know we're on the one side of the pendulum where I think more people are speaking out about it and and not falling into those stereotypes or or you know perhaps, I would say. Um, and there's a lot of just disharmony between people because those things are shifting. So I think hopefully one day it'll be okay for women to just be whoever they are. And men, too, for that matter. You know, because mm-hmm. men get put in a box, too. That, you people, know, men are supposed to be a certain could, way. Oh, they for sure do. And, I, I, you know, sometimes, you know, like women bitch about it all the time, but sometimes I think that the, the men's box is much harsher. You know, because mm-hmm. at least we get a, we get a feel. Right, we we get a pass to be vulnerable. We're supposed to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and emotional. Yeah. Um, men are not allowed to be. No. You know, unless it's anger or, you know, excitement or lust. Like they're you you can't express it. You're supposed to hide it. So. I could go on and on about that kind of stuff. That's I know, I know, I know. And people are going to be yelling at me, nah, you're talking too long. <laughs> like, I know, you guys. It just sometimes I can tell my mouth to do something, but it does not listen. <laughs> right? You try controlling this, okay? That's all I have to say. Exactly. <laughs> all right, sweetheart. Hmm. I can do one more if you want me to, or I, if I, we've talked too much, we can move on. I'm good. So. Well, you get to do, everyone's doing two poems, so. Okay. Technically, I did do two. I did the haiku. The haiku. The haiku doesn't count. The haiku doesn't count? Okay. No. I can do another one. <clears throat> the smell of sea salt reminds me of kisses at midnight. When warm breezes cooled the heat in my chest, the salt, a foundation of 
desperately wanted reality. Gentle ocean singing serenade, a lullaby to fill in the cracks of this pretend moment. Where I am me and you are you and we are us. I don't doubt, I don't question when you are breathing next to me. How I've come to cherish that sound as it means you are really here, blood and bone, not a figment I have to debate is absolute. I sometimes wonder if I'm mad, mad and delicious delusion, and sometimes I'm not entirely certain it matters. For these moments are honest, tangible, all senses engaged as confirmation, validation, lipstick stained love tattooed until the salt heavy horizon grows blurry in tear stained rear view. And salt dries, no trace of the sea. And this dreaded concoction does not remember you. As I drive back in confused madness, where your name tastes strange, like a shadow on my tongue. And peace. Wow. Like a shadow on my tongue. You really got an amazing way of wording things. Detail, I'm, good, I'm good with details. Don't ask me to like write a whole long thing with, with dialogue and whatnot, because it ain't going to happen. I can do short scenes, and they're very detailed. That's what I'm good at. Well, you know, the, the thing that we did this week with the uh, writing the narrative poem would be really cool for you then. Mm-hmm. Because it's I doing that, my list. but breaking it down into little baby bites like you write. So you can just do a whole bunch mm-hmm. of them and put it into one poem. <laughs> and then you've got your long, big poem. That would be fun. All right, sweetheart, I am so glad. You have no idea how tickled I am that you're back and sharing and I get to spend some time with you and it just is awesome. Yeah, I love I love doing it. I have a lot of fun with it. So Well, I'm keeping you now. You don't get to go away ever again. You're you're ours for life now. <laughs> I've so many. I've had like four or five emails. You know, I'll get people emailing me after the show and stuff that mentioned you. Really? The last time, yeah, the last time that you read, you know, that, they were really great. Yep. Well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate cool. everybody. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Um, I I don't think I even introduced myself in the beginning. So in case I I don't remember if I did or not, I have ADHD brain. Um, so I'm Lola Lawrence. And um, you can find me on Facebook um, under um, my new page is Soul Collision by Lola Lawrence or there's Stirring the Soul, which is my old page that's on the no-no Facebook list, um, which is why I have a new one. And um, I have Instagram and TikTok, and both of those are Lola Lawrence 0507. Awesome. All right, you guys, go over and... I just got a, a chat came up and it was like a squirrel. Boof gone. Sorry, I'm back. Okay, amazing I job. Too. I love you. Thank you. Come back soon Bye-bye. and save me from the squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk Take to you care. soon, honey. Thank you. All right. Bye. I am so glad she called back in. That is incredible. All right. So. Uh, 773, you are in the lineup. You do have your hand up. I've got you right after. Let me make sure you. 773. 
Actually, seven seven three. Yeah, I've got you. You're in there. You are coming up. And well, let me give the lineup so you kind of know. We've got area code eight one five four one nine nine zero three two seven six seven seven three five zero six and nine one nine and nine one two. Wow, we got lots of callers. All right. There's, there's where you guys are coming up. I'm going to, unless there's short poems, you can do, do two short poems or one normal length poem because of the time. We are going to be going into the archived hour, so if you would like to continue listening to the show, you can call in at 646-593-965 and listen to the rest of the show. Otherwise, you can catch the rest of the show. Once we hit the top of the hour, you can catch the rest of the show in the archives. All right, let's go ahead and bring on area code 815. 815, you're on the air. I was writing a piece. Hey, Nyla, happy Thursday, sis. Happy Thursday to you. How are you doing, Gina? Oh, haphazardly, but I'm holding on like everybody else. It is so good to hear from you. What did you bring us tonight? Um, so I'm going to save this, and I'll come back to it. If I get a chance to do a second piece, I will do the one that I was writing when you unmuted me. (laughs) This is going to be, like, super fresh ink. It's still wet. Um, But the piece that I want to share for you is something that I wrote earlier this week. On Monday night, I had the honor and privilege to be at POET on talk shoot with um, Brother O. He was the feature at that network, and he was also the overcomer of the year for 2023. And he's a dear friend of mine, and I love him infinitely, like from from birth, from 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 the grave, from the from the cradle to the grave. So, I um, I wrote this piece while I was listening to other poets spit their pieces prior to his um, three pieces in a row for his feature, and um, it's about. Well, it's to me, as I was a child, and I titled the piece, Little Me, because I wrote this to her. I titled the piece, Little Me, and this is how it goes. Dear Little Me, I'm writing to prep you for things that are coming. See, I've seen it time and time again. We would repeatedly kissing a similar frog. One time we would house a hobosexual, constantly discounting ourselves. This part is important because it happened all of our lives. I'm seeing so many necessary things, some good, few bad, many happy, several sad, others scary, but there'll be plenty that'll be funny. Enjoy life. Breathe in positivity and exhale negativity. Don't ever forget to dream big. Stay in your lane and travel whenever possible. Take plenty of pictures and cherish memories. Love people and covet nothing. No things are of any importance. Family is everything. True friendship and poetic connections are awesome. Things yet to be seen will mold the queen that you will become. This is from me to you because I know where we're going to go. So embrace that to infinity. Don't ever give up. Don't even grow up. Stay in touch with you, your inner child, because you're me. Always get back up when you fall. 
you'll be told that you're worthless and you're priceless. So you need to understand that. So don't listen. You'll be continuously and throughout the remainder of your existence, royalty, since your first breath on earth here, which is the third box from the sun, that unworthy influence simply was talking crazy out of the side of their neck and on one. Start no shit, but take none either. You're built to be a nurturer and a giver. Know the difference between being used, abused, or tolerated from unconditional love and being celebrated. And please remember that you are no longer afraid of storms, not ever, because you are one. In peace. You are one. My mama used to tell me that she swore that when I was born, I was I was born running into lightning. I just thought that was probably one of the nicer things my mother ever said about me, but I always thought that sounded cool. You, I'm not sure what she meant by it, but, you know. Born under lightning? I was born running into lightning. Running into it instead of from it. OMG. Okay, so as a child, my mom said that I would run, duck, cover, hide when it would start to rain, even if it wasn't a thunderstorm. Because all I could think was, one of these days, the storm's going to blow us away. Because um, I had just watched The Wizard of Oz. So <laughs> I live in the Midwest. And all I could think was, that's going to happen, and we're going to blow away. Our house is going to be gone, and I'm going to end up in Oz. I didn't know if it was a good or bad place. All I knew was my home <laughs> would be gone. So, yeah. So I had to remind myself not to be afraid of storms. Not anymore. I mean, I can't be. I am the storm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you, thank you. All right, my darling. Is that just? Are you reading just the one? Are you going to do more than one tonight? Well, I'll give you a snippet of the piece that I'm writing, and I'll bring you the rest when we meet again. Because I know you got a lot lot of callers, and you got to get to them. So, um, the piece that I started was this. I titled it "Dave Javu." I've been here before. My entire existence seems to be a rerun. Like I never met a stranger. I am simply reintroducing myself. Really, I feel it deeply. I see it as the lines being blurred, but they're just memories of things which I've done before. Here I am again, forevermore, holding on to some because our time's not done. Relationships and friendships are meaningful. There are people who were in my life that will remain so. And it's not just because I'm keeping their memory alive going to see them again. That's all I got. I love it. Me too. I I don't know where I'm going to go with it, but that's all I got. Well, bring it back again so I can hear the rest of it when you're ready. When when, when it gets where it's going. When it it makes it to where it needs to be. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And I appreciate that. So with that being said, I am Gina with me. Storm like inclement weather, but I'm sunshine on a rainy day. You can find me anywhere that you can find poetry. It could be on Blog Talk or Talk Shoe or Clubhouse, YouTube, you name it. I'm there. And I will be here, God willing, next Thursday with Buses Island. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Great job tonight, sweetie. Love you. One love, one like. See you next week. Love you too, sis. Bye bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 419. 419, hello, hello. 
Ha-ha, I changed the number on you. <laughs> I know. I didn't know who that was. It's like, what happened? I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't going to say it just in case, so. <laughs> um, so if you remember last week, one of the prompts was Brother Fish. That was my prompt. <clears throat> and I told you this week I would bring you back Brother Fish that I had created already. I had already written Brother Fish. So mm-hmm. I brought that today. It's pretty short. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and then if there's time, I also have Traveling Spirit. Brother Fish. <clears throat> there once was a fish that swam solo apart from the school of conditioned fools. He followed the path against the current as he watched all his brothers and sisters swim behind one another in a line blindly confined to a comfortable influence. He tried to spread truth as it comes to him. He slicked back his hair as if a brutness thoughts of a garden of beautifully mixed up chaos. Before long, he was watched in disgust by the crowd of popular puppets waiting for silly manifestations of saviors. What goes unnoticed is that the Savior is us. Be kind to each other. Be considerate. Stand for those weaker knees. Stand for those with weaker knees and shoulders than most. Some are not as strong as <coughs> sorry. Some are not as strong as they become broken hosts, broken spirit, and the epitome of purgatory, just completely lost and alone. These words of truth come from one fish in the sea of wisdom. He's a rebel to those who stand in the way of his truth seeking. And they call him Brother Fish. Fish. They call him Brother Fish. I'm really glad that you brought that because when you gave me that quote for the uh, prompt, <clears throat> or you gave me that prompt, you know, I sat there and I looked at it and it says, what in the heck does he mean, Brother Fish? And the more <laughs> I thought about it, the more, you know, the, it, the more it really <clears throat> stuck to me. I thought it was a great prompt. Yeah. Thank you. Um, do I have time to do the other one? It's called Traveling Spirit. I once was an energy that vibrated through the tribal war drums of the old. I once echoed through eternity as a cosmic battle occurred. I once was a speck of dust that blew through a gust of wind on an uninhabited world. I once was a particle of the first piece of clay that created this marvelous earth. I've been many things through time and space, and I've walked many lives and wore many names. I've witnessed many existences that if described the most, most would resist even venturing down that rabbit hole of beliefs that this mind's eye has seen and places that it's been. And it's only unbelievable to most of you due to your condition of deep mind condition and many of us have unknowingly fallen asleep into submission and have chosen to listen to the very convention chatter injected into your subconscious thinking while you were sleeping. Peacefully poisoned with sound considered music, unmelodic to the ears so the mind gets abused once it's subdued to it. The unentertaining entertainment is television enslavement created to separate the ignorant from the intelligent with an ability to sway kids from the books that would teach them what's truly relevant. 
It's compelling selling tricks to take the mind away from the traveling spirit attached to it. Most of us have really forgotten this and have been blocked out by the memories of our spirits through historic travelings. And that's when you'll discover the truth of your very own history. Peace. Wow. You're on a roll, man. <laughs> um, I'm back. I, I've made some really good major choices in my life, some major changes, and I feel like I'm back now. So I'm all over the social media doing my thing, and I'm writing every day, and I'm posting stuff and, you know what I'm saying, doing my thing. I'm getting back in the game. Well, it sounds good, whatever you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. So keep, so, so keep doing it. Will do. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I am Rebel Jones. Um, first and foremost, you'll find me Thursday nights here with Nyla. Because um, she's the hottest thing on Thursday. <clears throat> um, I'm just going to give you Thursday right now, Nyla, because there's a lot of hotness going around. <laughs> that's that's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> um, um, I'm gonna be on, I'm on YouTube again, uh, Poetry by Rebel Pete Jones. Madman Productions. I'm on TikTok, Rebel Jones, or at Rebel Jones. I'm on Facebook, Rebel Jones. I'm just Rebel Jones all over the damn place. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, all right, and with huh? that being said, thank you for the space, Nyla. I love that I get you Thursday nights. Yes, you do. I am your Thursday night date. <laughs> All right. Well, sweetheart. thank you for Great waking up today, tonight, and honey. I will see you next Thursday. Thank you. Thank you for waking up today. Yes, indeed. And we, we will talk to you then. Good night, honey. Yes, ma'am. Good night. Okie dokie. Mr. Rebel Jones. Next caller. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nara. This is Eric Shulman, the word monster. Rawr. Rawr. <laughs> how you doing, right, honey? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Just, just work. I'm back to work now. So I've just been working, work, work, work. It's usually what I do. So other than that, I'm all right. I was going to finish the of the saga I got told it wasn't a saga or epic because it's not a thousand pages um, but it's an adventure that was my, one of my mentors told me so this was from last week I didn't get to finish because I ran out of time remember I got I got like not even three paragraphs left of that so I was going to read that real quick so this is uh, okay. Ursa Look of Mer Merk Cirque Saga this is the end. Uh, it's not really a conclusion. There's one big part, but it was too long. Anyways, these are like the last two paragraphs. Um, this is by Eric Shulman, the word monster. Rawr! And here we go. The towns and village people were chanting his name and couldn't believe that the evil one had finally been slain. And by a vag- vagabond of no country, they gave him everything that they had to offer and even asked if he would stay and either be king of their kingdom 
or be their guard and assassin of their kingdom. I, I am truly glad, or I'm sorry, I'm truly grateful for you all, for you, for all you gave, you've given me, sorry. Right, I am truly grateful for all you gave me and offered me here. However, as much as I appreciate you all and have, slain, have slain your evil one's minions and himself, I don't want to be your king or anyone's king for that matter because I don't want to live a life without adventures and living on the go. And I must turn down being your assassin or guard for that same reason. You all take care now, and I'm off to my next adventure. He shook their hands and bowed his head and left this town and village and headed on to see what his next high adventure would come his way. That's written by Eric Shulman, the word monster. That's in peace. (laughs) And I wanted to read uh, I have a wee person home. I know it's early. I've been waiting for you. It's for your not prompt, early. It's, I know. I didn't put it up. I feel so horrible, no, you guys. <laughs> I, told you, I told you I got some wee folk already. I just wrote I just wrote four right now on the show. But anyways, here's one little creative one that I got. All right. We people are no joke, nor are they, or more than they get credit for. That's in peace. And I got four more of those already. So I'll I'll post those on once you get your prompt up. And I'll post. I got a couple frogmen frog poems I wrote today too. So I need to post those too. Yep. Awesome. So Great job gonna, on those, honey. Yeah, I got some more to do on those. So thanks so much. Thanks for the show. Thanks for everything you do for us, Nyla. Appreciate. It. Love you. Have a great night. Have a great weekend ahead. Thank you. Thank you and for I'll, hanging on for the you. show and, and being here today. Yeah, you're absolutely welcome. I called my brother. I thought it was uh, – I called one of my brothers. I thought it was his birthday. And I called him earlier, about 5, but apparently he was still working. And he called me on the show, so that's kind of why I got on. I called in, but I forgot to press 1 when I called in early, too. But I had you on hold for a brief second, and it was actually his birthday is tomorrow. So I told him happy early birthday, and I'll try to give him a call back tomorrow. So that's fine. Anyways, have a great one. Tell him happy uh, birthday from us, too. All right, I will do. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Yeah. Everyone have a great time. Uh, I know let, let, the, let the other poets and poetesses on, as some people call them. <laughs> all right, no, sweetheart. Appreciate all you, right. honey. Thank you so much. I'm going to stop, gonna stop jammering and let the next – Fellows and fellows, this is on. <laughs> All right, talk to you next week. Have a great Thanks, one. Thanks, You too. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, Mr. Eric Sheldon. Hugs and kisses to him. We have 276 next. 276, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. It's Dixie. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you, honey? I am doing well. You know what? I have been trying to send you that piece, and I talked to Jimmy Ray, and he said that I need to friend you, I think, from my personal account, uh, that piece on the biography, part one, from last week. Uh-huh. Uh, if you still yeah, want we that. Yeah, prob- we should probably be friends. Will you be my friend? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Will you be Yay. my 
I will okay. be here first. Yes. Okay. Want to uh, be I'm... my neighbor. <laughs> Would you be? Could you be? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I'm going to go straight into it because I know other people are waiting, but uh, this is a piece I wrote called That Day. And I did what I did last week and lost my place, but now I have it back. Okay. That day. That day. That day. I'll awaken with no mistaking this aching I carry like an albatross cross will have dissipated, disappeared in dreams I'll have forgotten the instant I opened my eyes. That day, that day in mirrored reflection, I'll see, I'll see me, 2020 clarity, not needing your charity to encourage me, to entitle you, to belittle and exploit me. That day. That day I'll slip on new shoes so dusty shards of wasted affection won't splinter my souls with infecting memories of my bare feet running, hastened by your beck and call. That day, that day I'll have coffee and not recall looking into your slow, empty eyes. I will have said my goodbyes without turning back in regret infused. I will not be Lot's wife for you. That day, that day I'll have summoned my strong mother's strength, having grasped it with white-knuckled growls while letting go of being unable to say no, letting go of being unable to say no, letting go of being unable to say no. That day, that day I won't need this poem, this poem pulling me out of my head. I'll get out of my bed, deplete of desire to dive into yours, having broken my link in your chain of shamed whores. That day, that day reality will surpass notion. Love turned to hate, turned to apathy and motion. My greatest devotion will be only to me. Without second thoughts or apology, I'll dwell in the lush garden of my own self-parting. And that day, that day is not some elusive tomorrow. It exists past this sorrow. It exists past this season. Despair is soft. Surrender to reason. And that's reason enough. Reason enough to reach. Reason enough to reach for that day. You can find me at The World According to Dixie Milan on Facebook. And if I ever figure out how to use Instagram... You can probably find me there, too. <laughs> that was a great poem. Yeah? You like that? You know, you, 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 you're you not a fluffy bunny and buttercups poet. You know, you no. you have a very, very <laughs> strong voice, and you write things that are hard to write. You know, that that just, that was awesome. That was very, hard to write. Very you know. strong voice. I won't uh, I won't bore you with details, but you know, that day finally did come for me and uh it was one of the most liberating days of my life and uh you know, no looking back, but it was hard, you know. It it was hard. Yeah, there's and, something uh, to be it is. Yep. You know, that day when I and you sit there and it's so funny because you're like pushing that boulder uphill so hard. And it's that moment you just step out of the way and let it go back down and things will never be the same again. You will never be the same again. Nothing right. can be repaired. Nothing can be fixed. It's done. It's over. It's like you done fucked up, boy. 
so God. So. <laughs> that, that's it. Hey, thank you so much. I'm going to send you a request from my personal account, and that will be from uh, Dixie Williams. And uh, I'm uh, blonde, wavy hair in my personal profile. And uh, uh, But I follow you uh, on on my page. But I think Jimmy Ray told me that you, uh, it's your personal account that is also your page. Is that right? Yeah, Nyla, N-Y-L-A. Is my first name, and that's the that's the page you'll want to put one on. You want to send the okay. Send the request right. to yeah. Okay, thank you so much. You have a good night. Okay. You as well, honey. Appreciate you. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, love. Good night. Okay. Amazing, strong voice she has. Next caller, seven seven three. You are on the air. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you doing? I'm good. Happy (laughs) Thursday to you. (laughs) You sound so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Always happy, always happy. Uh, It's been a while since I've been on a, a blog talk show, but I have been enjoying the show. I've heard lots of familiar ink tonight, so shout out to everybody that knows me. This is Analog Soul, by the way. <laughs> so, it is I've so really good been to hear from you, honey. Thank you, thank you. Um, and then you'll, you'll have to tell me where I can find you so I can follow you as well. Um, but uh, I have a piece, uh, it, it's an older piece, so it's probably been heard before, but that's all right. <laughs> so here we go. Okay. A being with too much authority and too little scruples alights his vehicle and walks towards my heart with a weapon cocked. Ripping my lover from his cockpit of innocence, the being cuffs him. The being beats him. The being arrests him, degrades him for entering a no-king zone. Belting it out in a coward's tone and getting away with atrocities because my king is alone. Hovering above in my dream bubble, I scream and beat the bubble until my hands bleed. But I cannot help, he cannot hear, and I am paralyzed with fear. For you see, the man that I adore is tantalizingly tall. The man that I adore is decadently dark. The man that I adore is driving while black. Someone please tell me, how can this be? How can they treat my king this way because of a discrepancy? My master protector has had his body broken, cuts, scrapes, bruises, breaks his tokens, and this being has visited my heartthrob much too often, and I'm beginning to believe that the goal is to send my soulmate to his coffin. Hovering above, I scream and beat the bubble until 
I bleed, then drop to my knees, for it is finally revealed to me that this being is not human and does not see my mahogany king as a man. And so I awake from my dream realizing, yes, 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 it is all just a dream until the scent of liniment and cream forces me back to reality. And so duty calls. I mend the holder of my future seeds, distracting him from my tears. As I sing, I will be done with the trouble of this world, trouble of this world, trouble of this world, soon I will be done with the troubles of this world. You see, when they break a king, they also destroy his queen. In peace. Made me cry. Oh. You know, you know when you're watching like The Voice or. America's Got Talent or something like that and somebody gets up in there and they start performing and they flash the judges and you can just see them cheering up and, and getting all emotional. That would be me right now. Oh, well, thank you so much. Seriously made me cry. That was one of the most beautiful things I have ever heard. Oh. And, and you if so you do much. not record that to me and send it to me so I can play it on the show and have it in our library, I am... You're off my Christmas card list. That's the worst threat I can give somebody. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. We'll do. I don't want to be off the list. <laughs> I I do handmade Christmas cards that are incredible. So all right, I love it. I love it. It's kind of a kind of a big deal. Just so you know that it's a it's a good okay. threat. <laughs> that, all right. All right. That that absolutely that blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. And man, you got some pipes on you, girl. <laughs> I try, I try. <laughs> that was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Well, I, um, I feel like I, sad and I feel sad and happy and you know, just just all these different emotions right now. You know, enjoy what I just had the privilege to hear sad where it took me proud brave you know Mm -hmm. but i have to say listening to her sit there and take care of her man that way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. be that strong 
He doesn't, yeah. when that happens to the king, it doesn't destroy the queen. Mm-hmm. It makes her more powerful. Because I don't know okay. a woman that can do that, like that, out there in the world that would not be standing there with life in her teeth ready to battle anything that came near him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that was a strong woman. That was, oh, my God, it was so beautiful. <gasps> okay. Oh. Thank you, Nyla. You're so sweet. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate hearing it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for the platform. I appreciate it. Hey, have you ever heard Adam, or what is his name? Let me see if I can find it for you real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, big, it's Maxwell Kessler, Story of the Big Bend Tunnel. Have you ever heard that? Uh-uh. It's on YouTube. It's one of the tracks I have on there. But the way he talks about the woman in this poem makes me think about the woman. Makes me think about the woman in your poem. I think you would really appreciate this piece. It's Maxwell okay. Kessler, K-E-S-S-L-E-R. And it's the story of the Big Bend Tunnel. In fact, I could play it to close the show if you want to hang on for, we've got two more callers and then we'll be ending the show. So I'll play it at the end of the show. But if you don't have time, then it's the story of Big Bend Tunnel on YouTube, Maxwell Kessler. Yeah, I'll hang on. Okay, perfect. All right, sweetheart, thank you. Tell everyone again how to find your your Facebook. Sure. Um, You can find me on Facebook under Kylie, K-I-L-E-Y Brown, or you can type in Analog Soul, A-N-A-L-O-G-S-O-U-L, one word. I called you Anna's Analog. (laughs) Yeah, Analog Soul, one word. (laughs) (laughs) It's Anna for short. You know, we're familiar. We know we can do that. (laughs) <laughs> All right, hon. Thank you okay. so much for being here. Thank you so much for blessing me with that piece. That I will never forget hearing that. All right. My pleasure. All right. Thanks, honey. <laughs> okay. Our next caller comes from area code 912. 912, you're on the air. Good evening. Good evening. It's been a hot minute. It's been years since I called in. Uh, finally get a break at the gym. Uh, right at the Kung Fu class, so I could never, like, tune in. But um, it's uh, Soul Quest here. You know, some of you know me as Justin on Facebook. It is so good to have you here, Ben. I am so glad that the planets aligned and the wind was blowing in the right direction, and it brought you here tonight. That's awesome. Yeah, that and the uh, soda surgery, you know, breaking my shoulder, you know, that brought me here too, because I'm resting, so recovering. Well, we don't want you to have to break a shoulder to come here, but, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I want to inflict harm, but if that's what it took to open your eyes that you should be here, then damn it, next time you should listen and when you see my post saying come read, right? Works in mysterious too ways. Bur- yeah, too much of a burden that shouldn't take anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm glad you're here. What do you have for us tonight, honey? So let's see. Um, 
I'm in the mood for love right now, and I got a little sort of piece here, and uh, and it goes like this: Life without love is like an alcoholic without a liver. No filter for the toxins. So don't bother offering pleasure if you don't have the passion. I can't understand how millions treat it like a hobo begging for money. Walking around in so cavalier, disgusted, as if they would suffer for just taking a moment to give a moment of their time, showing a glimpse of generosity that just simply proves still human. And that's that person. That was end poem? Yes. Okay. When you're done, if you can say end poem for me, then I know that you're not just doing a dramatic pause. <laughs> and so I can't tell you how many times over the years someone said, uh, Nyla, I, the, the poem's not done yet. And I said, damn. So. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, Law Talk uh, Radio Etiquette, you know, and poem is a thing to say. I forgot. It's been a hot minute, you know. <laughs> the most I do live shows out here in Savannah, mostly now. Um, I do it if I do anything, so you know. I'll That's awesome! In I'm glad you're opinion. doing that. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Well, okay. Your next time, so this one is something that I wrote with a friend of mine earlier this year. He has been writing prompt challenges for me, and he said, "Hey man, I'm gonna write these 32 something like bars." I want you to write another 32, and then 16, and so forth. And we had different concepts. We kind of went back and forth. And it really did help me come out of the rut that I was in at the time. Um, so uh, this is one of the poems that I wrote from that. For as long as I can total recall, time has been my mortal adversary. Tick, tuck, tick, tuck. My eardrums knock, clocks melting in my brain like a bad trip. Stuck in a Salvador Dali painting, moments wasted. Can't go back to them, can't copy and paste I try to escape this fate. But I swear Father T is a Dick Tracy. He's purposely persistent on arresting my synapses, reading me my life memories. Like 12 reciting my Miranda rights, I try to fight, but I never win. Feeling so genuinely anxious due to every second passing me by, way down by the far side, as if Botan the Reaper awaits my soul at the river sticks, but no second chance like Yusuke, just cast away, swap so procrastinate. Um, a heavy wait. Champion when the bell rings, 
I just want to sing that every little thing I do takes its time, but end up regretting some of my past life. Throats, throats a little parched, because I forgot to hydrate from that glass half full of each minute I made. Time is a key ingredient in our recipe. In this gumbo we call the cosmos. No matter how you stir it up, El Tiempo keeps its own tempo, speeding faster than lights can visio in the vastness of our observable espacio. Grand scheme deems are ours relevant because even the vacuum of space doesn't require a requiem or a vent, just a state of emptiness. As the highest level of martial arts, chi exists in every form of matter, so all energy matters, especially the dark ones. Floating as supporting cast to the stars puts our infinitesimal lives in perspective that in order to make time, we got to take time to spend time enjoying here and now beyond our event horizon. Our essence remains flowing till the ELE of time. Because in the end, energy never dies in bone. Energy never dies. You know, they say that when you say something, sound waves never go away. They just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until we can't hear them anymore. So everything that we say Hmm. is out there in the universe. That's why people should be careful what they say because you're sending it out into the universe. Exactly. It's crazy. Just like uh, mass, like I say, when something moves at the speed of light, two things happen. One, you can't have mass to move that fast, but at the same time, it increases mass. Like, it gets heavier. It requires more. So it's like, as things get faster, it gets bigger. Like you said, the sound waves get bigger as they go further. It's like, it just, like you said, it becomes a different type of frequency or form of energy that we can't see or touch. And it just makes me wonder, like, the next form of energy we transcend to after our corporeal life here, are we going to be conscious of it, or are we just going to be a part of this this big grand scheme or the big universe and just, you know, there? Now you have to be pondering. Damn it, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm going to spend the night pondering. Don't do it before you you go to bed, though, with your eyes wide open like those memes, but the brain says, all right, I'm going to sleep. So I wonder what penguins do at 5 a.m. Like, do they eat fish? Like, <laughs> just random thoughts popping your head. That's, that's funny. <laughs> what do penguins do? Now I'm not going to sleep at all tonight. Now you put another thought. What I'm going to be? I'm going to be laying there at four o'clock in the morning, cussing my ass off at you because I'm going to be wondering what <laughs> penguins. Yeah, yeah. Well, Thank you. Feel any better? You. you can always message me whenever you have those thoughts, and I'll. Probably be up. <laughs> if you wake up in the middle of the night 
with a ping and all it says is poke, you'll know why. <laughs> I look forward to it. All right, baby um, cakes. Tell everyone how to find you, hun. Yes, my name is Soul Quest. You can follow me anywhere, Facebook or Instagram under Soul Q Original. That's S O U L, the letter Q, and then Original, Facebook, Instagram. I'm also a part of the Spitfire Poetry Group here in Savannah. You can find us on all those platforms as well. Um, my book, Evolution of the Soul, Adjunct Poetry, is out. Uh, i got to get some more copies, but if you would like to, uh, no more information about that or anything else we got going on, just contact me from the social medias that I gave, and uh, thank you all for listening. Being here and sharing, I hope that you come back much more often. Yes, I'll try to do a point to do that uh, in between class and the gym once I get back to my group, but it'll be a while, so I'll definitely be checking in more. Good. Just don't break any bones to do it. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. All right, sweetheart. You have a good week, honey, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. You too. Bye-bye, hon. Bye. All right, our last caller for the evening, area code 916. You are on the Hi, air, Nyla. sir. Hi, Nyla. This is Hatter. Hi, I Hatter. <laughs> I Hatter. It is good to, good to hear from you, sweetheart. I'm, not, I'm giggling because yeah, I know we're going to have something exciting. <laughs> oh, no pressure there. No, none. <laughs> okay, Entertain well, well, me, damn one. it. Okay. It's called Washing the Face of the Moon, this. I, I know a guy who gets too high washing the face of the moon. He swears he does it because he loves it, claiming it's it, his balloon, carrying the pain that creates the shame, staining his eyes to blue, choosing to try, pretends not to cry while washing the face of the moon. I know a guy that turns the wheels that lowers the sun to the sea. I watched him near in time to hear. They say he looks just like me. I know a guy that tries to fly knowing he has no wings. He calmly says it's in his head. It's always been his dream. So I am the one that writes the puns, changing names to what surrounds me. Knowing it all will soften the fall to realize it just can't be. And poem. Wow. That was phenomenal. Thank you. And that I couldn't tell, is it, what was the line, watching or washing? Washing, the, washing. As in washing, washing the face, like wash your car. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. That's incredible. Yeah. That should be the title to a book. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I, I wrote the whole thing around that whole that line. <laughs> That's a great line. You should be proud of that one. That's one of those lines that, you know, oh, I really like that, but if I could duct tape you and put you in a closet and steal it from you, I would. But love you, really. <laughs> That's one of those well, you know, lines. When, when I have writer's block or feel that I can't create, I just try to write down those hook lines, you know, those titles, mm-hmm. those power lines or whatever. And then when I can write, I have a, something to uh, feed my muse. That is an awesome idea, you guys. Did you just hear what he said? Hmm. It's kind of like what I talk about, like writing a haiku a day. Write down the thought. Right. Just get it on paper. You can fix the syllables in it later, but just write it down when you think it. Oh. Now, you don't have to turn yours into haikus, well, but it's the same thing, yeah. writing down something when you think about it. 
Yeah, and if you have the curse of rhyme, which I do, um, don't get stuck on one line rhyme. If you can't get something to fit to keep them keep on going, or you lose that thought that you know the juices, you can stay too long trying to rhyme one one word or one line and lose the whole. Uh, do you know what I do idea. when I get in that that case where I'm trying to write something and it's a rhyming poem, and I hate it when I'm writing a poem that's not supposed to rhyme, but I rhyme yeah. something because once you do that, you can't go back. You know, there's no Isn't rewinding because your brain clicks into that mode. Yeah. You know, but if I'm sitting yeah. there and I'm thinking of trying to think of a rhyme, and I don't know what rhymes it, then I'll just write, start writing every single word. Like if I write the word blue, then I'll write, you know, indigo. I'll write every word yeah. I can think of. I'll just keep writing it until I think of the next word that rhymes with whatever I've written. So I might not think of anything that sounds good that rhymes with blue, but I can, um, you know, say, you know, the indigo through the window, yeah. you know, so if you just, you're saying definitely don't stop, but if you do that, yeah. if you just start writing all the descriptive words you can think of to replace that word with, you'll find your rhyme. Yeah, and keep a file, keep a file of uh, phrases and, you know, those power lines, hook lines, because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's just inevitable you'll forget what you, what you were thinking. So write them down. absolutely true. <laughs> I'm so proud of you right now. I could just kiss your cheeks. Oh, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, you gonna read a second one, love? Oh, uh, I I could. Let me uh, see what pops up. I got. Uh, that's one I just wrote. I might I might become shorter. Time turned backwards. Uh, when time turns backwards and lose what you get, when the sun falls in the east and rises in the west, each day I wake to feel not so shoot, not so sore. I dream I'm younger than I was before. Gray turns colors as if by chance the cake turns from dry to a, a succulent moist. The wind blows backwards as if trying to say I've been here before just the other day. I'll turn a year younger coming this July. I can't wait to be again a cool 25. Don't ask questions. It could be worse to live my life again, this time in reverse. My life could be easy without those things that hurt so much getting older will bring. I might become shorter. I'm not sure how that goes. But I'll be happy again when I can see my toes. What about girls? Will they fade away like it never happened? Who's to say? How will it happen about my twins? Will they line up by age and jump back in? Maybe it's better time runs true and I grow old staying married to you. In poem. <laughs> I like that one a lot. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, careful what you wish for. <laughs> All right. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Do me a favor. You need to tell everybody how they can come over and show you some love before you run away. Well, uh, Saturday nights uh, is my only scheduled night here on Blog Talk on uh, Team of Voices Radio. We are part of uh, allpoetry.com where we share our work uh, verbally, orally on the uh, radio. Um, so uh, you'll find us, like I said, Wednesday at 11 o'clock Eastern here yeah, for uh, A.P. Taylor, Deborah Lee, and myself, Jay Hatter. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight. Thank you for closing the show out so magnificently. 
and we will talk to you next week. Okay, thanks. Back to you. All right, hon. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Very excited. We had such an amazing lineup tonight. Heard from some new friends and some familiar faces and from our regulars and just it was a treat it was a treat tonight was amazing i am so glad i got to spend it with you go out and lick life in the face write about how it tastes and we will meet back here next thursday i am going to close the show with a piece by maxwell kessler called the story of big ben tunnel and um i was speaking with analog about how i love the woman how the woman is portrayed in this poem so here we go Maxwell Kessler, the story of Big Ben Tunnel. Good night, everybody. Well, post-Civil War, who do you think they call upon to turn the ash back to brick? No, sir. You don't need chains to keep a man his place. A few coins do you just fine. But when they promise us land for our work, we heard freedom. So we picked up spikes and shovels, followed that railroad wherever we were told to place it. Our job was to see the mountains of West Virginia as clay. Some of us died, squinting so hard. Especially out there in the Big Bend Tunnel. We drove more than a mile deep into them hills. The only light we had was the one hitting our backs. That is, had not been for Mr. John Henry. With a hammer in his hands, John had arms like dynamite-tipped bullwhips, fireflies, Bursting across his kneecaps, his slam sounded like bullets coming fresh out of a revolver. Hammerheads glowing like lanterns, so hot they melted the air a dark red, but John's voice was as holy as the blue breeze crawling up that tunnel to kiss our cheeks. Ain't no freedom in this work, brother. Freedom's when the clock runs out, when the only thing pushing against you is the wind, your daughter's hands or your lover's lips. John always liked to talk about Polly Ann like that. Truest woman I ever met. She used to always tease him, say he wasn't work hard enough. <laughs> but we knew she'd come down to the tracks wearing her finest blue dress just so she could watch the rain dripping off of his chest. John, the preacher of sweat, sermon of crash. Whenever he saw one of us falling, his voice would ring out like church bells. Stand up, son! These rocks ain't shackles! Just a whole lot of dust that don't know how to part ways when it sees our footsteps. He even made Captain Tommy want to pick up a hammer. Skinny-armed white man, dog bark, throat, dog heart, yelling, Good God, Mr. Henry! Be careful now! What if them walls come caving in? Well, John just sing right back, I'll just lift this mountain with my hammer, Lord, Lord, crumble this here rock with my hand. In fact, the only time I heard John stop singing was when the steam drill come. Man. Mr. George, he called himself, sitting high and mighty on this soft, soft seat, surrounded by all matter of levers and iron, sticking out like jail bars, machine bigger than most of our houses, and he stepped down, his skin pale, like it never learned how to sweat. He walked right up to Captain Tommy and said, I got me a machine here, twice as efficient as them lazy niggers you got driving steel. If you give me some money, you can send all the work donkeys home. I wanted to scrape my calluses against his silky skin, peel off the husk so he could feel what it's like to bleed. But John stepped between us and quietly said, I got a better idea. I never really heard of John being a gambling man, but when he said he needed a shaker, I was the first one to step forward. Now in the tunnel, 
Black dust clouds forming overhead. Every smack, pebbles and rock shards ripping by my ears into the air pocket of John's elbows. Every lift, his muscles swelled up. Blood glowing through his skin, the color of molten iron. I couldn't even see that steam engine. Shirts clock to shatter, breathing down my neck. But John's voice rang out. Come on, shaker! Spin that steel! Steady hands now, brother! We got a steam drill to put to shame! He swung so hard and so fast that the sparks stuck to his hammer, arc like lightning bolts when he pulled back. The sound of air splitting shot out down the tunnel like an echo of a storm against the valley. Blew Tommy's hat clean off, wrapped around Polly Ann's neck like a whisper. And I used to think that only God could make thunder. Now when it was all said and done, John had drilled two seven-foot tunnels, one with each arm, and that steam engine man only had one. Nine feet to off fourteen, but when John's veins had cooled off, his body hardened up. Hart couldn't find enough room to keep beating against the anvil of his chest with only the strength of whisper. He motioned over to Polly Ann and said, The hammer crash was my first taste of God, the shatter of rock, proof that our hands gave us a choice. I'm sorry for what I had to do. Polly Ann kissed his cheek, watched his eyes drag backwards. Mr. George step over his body, pull out his purse and say, Well, machine's still for sale, Tommy, unless you've got another monster like John Henry just lying around. Well, Polly Ann leapt up screaming, Listen here, Mr. Business Suit, Mr. Fabric Arms and Shiny Fingernails. Last I checked, I got hands. Just like John Henry had hands. Just like every man or woman here got hands. And ain't no steam engine could brew a storm like the fury pouring out of these palms. And with one arm, she swung that 20-pound hammer over her head and slammed steel back straight into that track. Good as any man. Blue dress whipping in the hurricane wind of her hips. Latin pouring out of her pupils. Mr. George just stared right back. Silent, like he could smell the rain coming. 